What would you do if you had a hammer done? Uh, me? Probably nothing. <laughs> that seems like too much destructive power. I'm just saying uh, there won't be no traffic in front of me anymore. That's all I'm going to say. Or it might be the... It's either Ryu or the Colonel. They look very similar in the manga. <laughs> so... <laughs> just roll out. Imagine a fucking Toyota Camry rolling down the fucking freeway. And like it just slows to like it's not even like dead stop, it's like 30. And sounds like, oh fuck it. Salvador! <laughs> Orange? <laughs> God damn it. Anthony! <laughs> Chris? <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> I tried to meme. I don't get it. They yell each other's names a lot. Yeah, dude. Do you not get that, Anthony? Mm, I see now. Touch you! Listen, this is the first time. I, I know he yelled, uh, what is it, Tetsuo, Tetsuo or whatever his name is a lot. Yeah. But I really didn't pick up on it as being a meme thing. Oh, dude, it has been a meme forever. It was a meme before <laughs> we could share it on the internet. All right, I'm smelling what you're stepping in now. Well, yeah, what you're stepping now in is ruined it. <laughs> another episode of My First Anime. Oh, nice open, nice open. Good segue. Uh, if you haven't picked up on it, we will be discussing the uh, Taika Waititi film Akira. If only, if only. got some classics. Uh, no, we'll be talking about Akira. Um, if this is your first time joining us, we are like a, just a book club style. We run through it, talk about it. Pretty straightforward. If it's not, welcome back. Since these fuckers suck at this, I'm Chris Bailey. I'm Salvador, also known as Monkey. Anthony? I am Anthony Thought. Oh Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> Anthony! <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so I have seen, or I saw Akira probably, so there's apparently two dubs of it, which I did not know until I was doing like my uh, list stuff. So I must have seen it in like 2001, 2002, something around that, because I had the newer dub, maybe 2003. Um, and I, I've watched it a couple times again since um but definitely not recently this is probably the first time in the past like at least six plus years i would have to guess since i've seen akira mm-hmm. how about you guys any what's your akira exposure not once not never uh i watched it in tsunami but it was like much later it wasn't 2001 it must have been i don't know maybe 2010 maybe i don't know 2008 or something like that I haven't fucking watched it for the longest time, and there's a reason. I didn't like watching it on Toonami or on Cartoon Network or wherever it showed. I I thought the movie was garbage, and you guys, and since I'm probably ten years older, maybe I'll like this movie since I'm older. I didn't know you didn't uh, like Akira. Oh, I fucking hated Akira. I hated I, it. I did not like it. The only good thing Akira has, only good thing that Akira has, is the bike. God damn, that bike is so fantastic. And the animation. 
the very beginning animation of the the bikes is so iconic. It's ridiculous. And there's a reason why it's so iconic. Because it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. We'll talk and, about all that later. Well, I kind of off that point, though, if you're not aware, Anthony, Akira is like largely credited with opening <laughs> the gateway for anime in the West. Um, like its success and how much it was like, how highly it was regarded by critics and audiences is like, oh, hey, cartoons can be for like not children and actually be fucking sick. And then because of Akira, we started to get like Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon and all that stuff. And now here we are, for better or worse. Well, if that's if that's like actually like all checks out or even like a remotely, even if it was only like 10% of the thing, I appreciate that. Akira. No, Akira is, yeah, like Akira I said, is. largely credited as being the, the harbinger of anime in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as being like, if you look at, Anything in anime that even sniffs at cyberpunk, it's dripping with Akira. Like it, it its influence kind of similar how we talked about Berserk before. Its influence is like pervades everything. Um, and mm-hmm. I think there's there's probably even oh, there's definitely I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but there's definitely like it's bled into influencing the West as people who grew up with it start to uh, be the age to create things. Well, the, like the biggest ones is uh, the Matrix was inspired by Kira. Um, Star Wars: The Prequels was inspired inspired by Kira. And yeah, like Pod Racing. Number- How? Oh, Pod Racing. Nah. What? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I don't know if what he's saying is true or not. But no, it's true. <laughs> I mean, I I read the wiki version, so the wiki might be wrong. So I I did not double check my sources, sources, you guys. But that's what the wiki says. So I believe on the wiki, which <laughs> I, I don't have it put up again. But yeah, to like truly maybe one of the like most influential movies of all time. Yeah. I mean, you could see like the what's got the anime scene the anime lights that they do in the very beginning. That's like totally inspired by the bunch of things that I love the part where they're sledding down the hill and it says like the on the sled you can see Rosebud. <laughs> Fuck Citizen Kane. <laughs> um but before we go further, just real quick, Akira. Uh, this movie came out in 1988, adapted from the comic, both written uh, by Katsuhiro Otomo. Uh, the comic ran from 82 to 90, so the movie came out before the comic was finished. And uh, so, I guess just for context, I also read the comic. Um, I read the first two volumes like a month ago, and then yesterday, right before I right before I watched Akira, I finished the other four volumes. So all that stuff fresh in my mind. Um, the movie more or less covers the first two volumes and then like cherry picks some stuff from like the ending and some other places. Um, there's a whole like post-apocalypse arc with like different factions that the movie doesn't even touch at all. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about some of that as we go. Yes, I would like um, to ask you some questions about the manga. Yeah, and, um, uh- and I, I do think the comic is better for what that's worth. They're, I think they're very different. I think the movie stands on its own and it's still like a complete story. But I think the comic is a more fleshed out and just ultimately better. Obviously, it's more fleshed out. Uh, but our cast, Kaneda, is voiced by Mitsuo Iwata, who did not have any significant roles that stood out to me. And I believe this is the first time we are seeing this guy. Um, and I'm only ta- there's two dubs. I'm only talking about the premiere dub, I believe it is. 
uh, from 2001. Kanida is Johnny Young Bosch, who is ingrained in my brain as Vash the Stampede. <laughs> Very big part of my childhood. Uh, he's Ichigo in Bleach. He's Sasori in Naruto. He's both Adachi and Yu Narukami from Persona 4. He's Rosiu from Gurren Lagann. Jonathan Joestar. Uh, Orga Itsuka from Iron Blooded Orphans, Sabo from One Piece, and Joshua Bright from Trails of Cold Steel 4. Johnny Young Bosch gets some work. He does the same voice every single time, so you know who he is. <laughs> uh, Tetsuo is voiced by Nozomu Sasaki. Sasaki. Uh, he does Yusuke Yurameshi from Yu Hakusho, Mello from Death Note, and Anishi from Roni Kenshin. In the... Dub, he is voiced by Joshua Seth, whose only role I recognized was Tai Kamiya from Digimon, the first season. <laughs> and probably all the seasons, actually. But uh, K is voiced by Mami Koyama, who does Big Mom from One Piece. And the 1979 version of Cassilia Zabi from Mobile Suit Gundam. So she plays some fucking badasses. Uh, in the English, she's done by Wendy Lee, who we, you folks may remember from way, way back as Faye Valentine. Oh, I think I've heard of her. Yeah, pretty cool character. The Colonel is voiced by Taro Ishida, who does, who also voices uh, Count Cagliostro from <laughs> Lupin the Third, the Castle of Cagliostro. Great movie. Uh, in the English, she's Jameson Price, who does Chad from Bleach, Lord Genome from Gurren Lagann, the original Nier from Nier, and best anime dad maybe ever, uh, Sojuro from Persona 5. Well, you're forgetting about Hughes, but okay. Mm, I don't Sojuro's a pretty good anime dad, but Hughes is up there. Are you sure he's an anime dad? You said Persona 4, right? Persona 5. Perso Did you watch the anime of Persona 5, or are you just saying that from the, from the game? From the game, obviously. It, you can't say that then. It's the game and anime are completely different. No, I doubt it. No, I, I hope Persona's Five anime is actually pretty boring comparatively to the game. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so you can't say he's the best anime dad if he's video if he games can be anime. No, we can't. We've had There's this conversation so many times. We're not doing it again. With video games, anime, I, I, it's fine. If we can't do it on the podcast, it's not an anime. Okay, video can games can be anime. Honestly, maybe. We'll, we'll talk about this we, off, we off, off camera. That. I'm not playing it. We'll, fucking, we'll all play like a 20-hour fucking game and then discuss it. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so terrible. For my pick, I picked Persona 5 Royale. Fucking yeah, let's go. <laughs> See you guys in six months. <laughs> um, so. Oh, shit. Uh, we, I, I totally skipped our anime minutes. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, maybe we can do it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna. That's why I said it. Okay, it is the anime minute, you guys. Eh, nah, me, eh. No, me, we already have me. an opening. You don't have to. You don't okay. have to ad lib. Okay, ad libbing <laughs> my eh, nah, me, me, ne, it. Better? No, no. Okay, <laughs> much more. <laughs> I we so for context, we took a break from our regularly scheduled programming for like a month plus. And I was like, I'm going to do so much anime. Um, I watched about <laughs> four episodes of Vinland Saga. That show seems all right. Ascalad <laughs> seems cool. Ackle Sad 
whatever his name is. That guy seems all right. Thorfinn's Thorfinn? Yeah. Thorfinn is a whiny little shit who got his dad killed. Of course, he's just a kid. Yeah, well, kids shouldn't be so fucking stupid. Maybe when your dad says, hey, don't come on this warship and cause problems, you maybe listen. How about that? Maybe he wanted to show that his dad to his dad that he was um, big and strong. Maybe yeah, well, he done fucked up. Yes, he so, did fuck up. Still a kid. Uh, that's that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> my anime minute. I, I don't know if I remember uh, if I told you guys or not, but um, in the podcast, but I did watch the Taskmaster New Zealand, Ugh. and oh my gosh, it's good, you guys. Season two, she's fantastic. It's like it's like the fucking. I won't voice, talk about like, video games anymore if you don't talk about Taskmaster anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't mm. fucking care, dude. I really <laughs> don't care. I'm a, I have Taskmaster. That's pretty good blood, ultimatum, okay? actually. I have Taskmaster blood. Um. Anyways, the new season is out. It's coming out right now, and it's good. Uh, as an anime. I haven't been watching any. I'm kind of sad. <laughs> this been, is great. <laughs> I, I've been uh, reading a light novel called A Sculptor Named Reed or Moonlight Sculptor, a Sculptor Named Reed. It's it's really good. But uh, I mean, I guess that counts for my anime is a light novel. So I've been I've been reading that, but I haven't been really watching any anime. I'm gonna get back to it. I'm gonna try to watch. Um, I think it's it's like Old Taxi, Odd Taxi. That's what it's called. I'm gonna try to watch that because it's actually pretty good. Um, oh, I do have one addendum. I played through uh, the great Ace Attorney Chronicles came out. Uh, both of those, like, can you stop uh, talking about video games? Medieval please? Japan, <laughs> or not medieval, but like Industrial Revolution. I don't fucking know what era it is. Uh, but those games are cool. They have a uh, Sherlock Holmes character who's fun. If you like Phoenix Wright, they're good. What you got, Anthony? All right, <clears throat> buckle up, fuckers. I have the most. Hell yeah. Although Aman was like. I kind of have the most. So um, I found, or I'm reading uh, Berserk, and I've read. Um, I did like. I don't. I don't really know how many chapters because it's kind of divided up weirdly the way I'm reading it. But uh, so I got into some Berserk. Still Golden Age. I don't think. I'm pretty sure. Wait, you would know if you weren't in the Golden Age. <laughs> okay. Well, because it's very confusing. Because they they do it like there's like Berserk one, but that's not the first one. It's like Berserk A O the way this <laughs> place has it. Oh, I don't know what to tell you about that. Yeah, because it's like a, I think there's like some prequels involved. Uh, I feel like Guardians of Desire is very, does that sound familiar? Mm, no. You can say something about the plot, then we can try to Yeah, say. I mean, you're still in the mercenary band. Probably. What do you mean probably? <laughs> uh, so I read this like. This you're hanging like out with the Golden two, Hawks, I believe they're called. This is right? like a week after, like I read this right after our last thing, and I haven't read any since. But I did do it technically in our break. <laughs> Okay. Did so the eclipse happen? I don't think the. Eclipse you would happened. know if the eclipse happened. Okay. Yeah. There was no eclipse yet. I, I've only. I've only like probably. I, I don't know if it's chapters wise, but I don't know. He picks up a head. I remember that. I think that was the beginning of one of them. <laughs> it seems like there's a there's a big. <laughs> the fact that you can't discuss. This it's been fucking... three fucking weeks. <laughs> Eat dick. All right. You you can't bring it up to the anime minute if you can't discuss it whatsoever. Okay. You're gonna say you it's can't been say a minute because <laughs> well, it's real fucking jumpy in between chapters. Like the first chapter, uh, he meets the Faye person, right? And then I remember seeing what's her name, Puck. I just want to call her Sil. His, his <laughs> name. His name is Puck. <laughs> okay. I just want to call Sil though. Every time I see him from this board. Uh-huh. Stormlight. Um, Storm- oh, yeah, Stormlight. Sorry. Yeah, so it, it's just been a while. I, I I just know that there's a big fat dude. That's like the big bad, it seems like. Okay. See the emperor? I don't remember. 
But yeah, I just remember there was a lot of executions going on, and then he, he kills some people, obviously. And that's just kind of, it's just setting up whatever the storyline is. I wonder if you're even into the flashback yet. I might not be. Yeah, you might not even be in the Golden Age yet. But I'm literally reading them like in the order of this thing, and I don't even know if the order's correct. I tried to look up on it, I remember one time, and I was like... I thought the Golden Age was like almost the first thing, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I'll, after the thing, I'll show you what I'm, I'll show you what, like, what, I'm not worried what's about going it. on. Okay. But anyway, um, I also watched a few more episodes of One Piece and decided that after Berserk, I'm just going to do the manga. <laughs> big, big, big recommend. Good choice. Yeah, just because I, I, I was, I'm in the Arlong fight still, and I say that because I'm pretty sure it's like fucking eight episodes long, and I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> I can only watch him <laughs> beat up a fish man so much, or not even beat, lose to a fish man, and then, you know, overcome it. Yeah, which is fine, but like it just like watching six episodes of like where one thing happens each episode that like prolongs the fight is just it's fucking annoying. Yes. Um, and then I watched uh The Witcher, the animated movie on Netflix. I haven't seen that yet. I've heard it's good. Yeah, Uh, I liked it. It was pretty fucking fun. I don't know if it's canon. I it's not. I hope it is. It's not. No. I didn't know if it was or not, but it has a lot of the same or like some big names in there. Well, it's about Vesemir. That yeah, it's really a Vesemir kind of story. With, uh, and I think with the beginnings of uh, and leads up to uh, what the fall of Kermoran, right? I think so. Which I've heard <coughs> yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah, are no. not happy with how that was portrayed. But oh, really? Yeah, because it's oh, well, because, uh, to like, be fair, I haven't read shit. But it's supposed to be like, yeah, no, just regular ass people kind of went and attacked the Witchers. When you throw monsters and stuff into the mix, it kind of cheapens it a little. I think. Oh, was that the original? Canon that's what Kelmoran people are story? saying. Yeah. That's the original, that, or that's canon. Is like that's how Kalmoran fell. Yeah, because basically the whole okay. thing with the Witchers is like they kill monsters, right? Yeah. And then there were less monsters, so people were like, "Oh, there's not so many monsters around anymore. Look at these fucking Witcher freaks. Like these guys suck, huh? We hate them now." Mm. And then they went and attacked the Witchers because they the Witchers became the new monsters, basically. Okay. Honestly, if uh, I, I wish people would take a, just a deep breath on that. Oh, absolutely. Because the story that they portray is very interesting and it's actually fairly believable in the Witcher world of how Kalmoran or another like kind of way that that could have fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, not to take away from anything canon, but if they if you just know know it going in that if you've read the books and read, played all the games or whatever, I think it's still a good story. Uh, it may not be what you were looking for in terms of canon, but I liked it. And this is I've only done The Witcher three, and I think I started the first book. And then my friends introduced me to the Cosmere, so I'll put the Witcher on hold. <laughs> I am a giant Witcher fan, so. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I, I recommend re- watching that one. It's pretty fun. Um, I think that's all I've got. Other than I've caught up on uh, all of Ted Lasso, watched all the Squid Game stuff. Ted Lasso's anime. <laughs> I really want to talk about, I really need you guys to watch Squid Game so we can talk about it, like, off screen or on screen, just because I think I have a dream that, if there's a season two of Squid Games, which I'm assuming there will be, of course there will be. Yep, it turns into a shonen. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's on my list. I yeah, yeah I know you'll eventually it. watch it. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. And I, I think Sal, have you read watched it already? No, I'm not. Oh, oh, that's right. You were on the fence, probably right. I mean, it's, a, it's just a classic. Um, what's it called? Death, Death games. games. Yeah, Death Game thing. I've seen way too many anime. I've I read the uh, Hunger Games and the fucking American version, like. I don't know. I, I hope there's a lot of drama in this, but like, if I'm watching something subtitle, let it be anime. Is what is what I say. So, oh, then you never get the goodness that is apparently coming out of fucking South Korea, right? Dude, South Korea is 
South Korea rules. Fucking, what, they did Train to Busan, right? They did Train to Busan. They did Parasite. Parasite and then that fucking so Squid good. Game. Like, they have some fucking bangers, bro. Yeah. South Korea has a Squid, lot of good movies. Squid, uh, Squid Games is how long? Um, it's, I think, 40 to 40 minutes to an hour, I believe. And there's uh, nine or ten. Yeah, I'm good. I, it's not that bad. I, I I just need to I need to watch my but it, it, watch my anime. It goes quick. I hope it's good. I I might watch it. I don't know. But. I'm telling you, I think it turns into like anime. At the end. I think I think season two. <laughs> All right. Well, enough about Squid Game. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to Tokyo, 1988, just in time for some big explosion to happen. Before that, though, Jesus Christ! It's literally the start of the movie. Uh the <laughs> the the Taka Wichita comment. Is Taka Wichita. Is the is last the, person attached to be helming the Akira movie? Okay, so, I just thought that was a joke. I didn't know that was an actual like thing thing. No, along with like, <laughs> well, Cowboy Ebus finally getting made actually. So shit. Yeah. Um. No, the live action Akira U.S. remake has been like something that's been talked about forever. It's changed so many hands. At one point, Idris Elba was playing the Colonel. I think they might have even like had talks of who was going to be Kaneda. Or, um, and I think they even like renamed him to something fucking stupid because of course they did. But last I know, I think it's back in like limbo yeah. is that Taika Waititi was going to be developing it. So it that's what I'm seeing on the wiki for 2021 for a 2021 release. Yeah. Okay. Sure, man. <laughs> you got two months, brother. <laughs> I don't know, Taika. This oh, one, but that has been put on hold indefinitely as yeah. Waititi op- opted to work on Thor first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I, I honestly, if he goes for the manga instead of the movie. It might be interesting. Which I think he could actually make something pretty good if if he has reverence for the source material. But I don't know. I have no idea how Taika Waititi feels about Akira. It sounds like it's next on his list, assuming, I mean, but obviously everything can get in hold. But I mean, that guy's constantly, he's making like four movies at once at all times. Oh, he did do Ragnarok, which I applaud him for that one. Yeah, Taika Waititi's good. Oh, he did the What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. God, it's so good. I need it. Okay. You know what? I might have to put my Always Sunny on hold and fucking knock that out. Have you guys watched the new season? No, I haven't yet. I haven't seen it at all. It's okay. New season is okay. But big explosion, 1988 Tokyo. We cut forward to 2019 after World War III. Um, And there is... Hey, remember at the beginning of this podcast when I talked to you about a lot of (laughs) Japanese stuff especially like and or a lot of anime having involving nuclear <laughs> involving nukes and post-war society and yeah. stuff yeah yeah well here we go <laughs> yeah that's actually as soon as i saw the boom i was like hmm, chris <laughs> i just wrote boom off the rip um we go to the harukiya which is a bar and we get our first shot of kind of sick ass jacket and we're 30 or one years later now right 31 <laughs> years after the explosion and after the end of world war three yes Coincidentally, 2019. Mm-hmm. There's a really fun bit in here I think I wrote down we'll talk about. It has to do with the Olympics. <laughs> yep. Uh, another dude busts in who we know as Yamagata. He goes up to Kaneda. He's like, hey, man, the clouds are are out doing some stuff. Let's go get them. Um, kind of picks a song on the jukebox. They head out and we see Tetsuo playing with Kaneda's bike. And they ride off and we get... A bunch of scenery and music, like just such a great sequence. So good looking. The the way they play with the light is like, oh, I love that light. The light's so good. The bikes the are music so in this is cool. so 
different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm for it. I'm here for it. Yes. It's I'm, so weird and good. I mean, I bet I bet if we watched this in 2019, I bet the, the music wouldn't be so different. <laughs> I think Wait, perfect. What? I think <laughs> like I got major perfect blue vibes. Like I like just like because the the music is so like kind of weird and visceral. Yeah, I, it I'm definitely amazed. has Satoshi Kon. Or I don't know. I should have looked who does the music, but yeah. It's very similar, especially the sequence with like the toys is like straight out of a Satoshi Code movie. <laughs> I, I think through the process of this, I'm going to find out how much I actually like this movie as a movie. But holy shit, I have so, so, so much respect for this movie. And I think it's like, there's so many times during watching it, I was like, oh yeah, that shot and this shot and that shot and that sequence. Like it's all so... Man, I don't know. I, I guess I, I didn't realize like how much of this movie had stuck with me. Like I, I definitely knew a couple of things, like the bikes, obviously, um, and some of the stuff later. But it's it, for being made in 1988. I think it's still like aesthetically is better than like 99 percent of what's being put out now. I, I mean, I'm I've been I mean I've been saying it. Like I'm a fan of old animation. Like there's nothing that like that feels it, and this one feels like. Good old old animation. Although this yeah. animation's, I think, I think it's this one. But this animation's uh, different from any other animation because uh, if you guys actually look at people's faces, the, the entire face moves, mm-hmm. and that doesn't—that's not a thing in animation. Usually, you only see like their mouths move and they're like, and the nose and up don't really move, and it's like they're trying to show emotion. And this would like the whole face moves, and that's like completely different from anything that is being done. So, of course, this movie was, like, super, like, had a high budget. So, yeah. I didn't really pay too much attention. Oh, dude, it's an absolutely gorgeous movie. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to, like, relate because I watched it, like, what, uh, 13 years after it was made? Oh, but that's what I'm saying. I think it, I think it holds up. Oh, really? Uh, maybe. I, don't, I really don't know. I've seen way better animated stuff, but the animation holds up. So I, I will trust you guys' word on it. It's, it's hard for me most... to judge that just personally. I'm not very uh, objective when it comes to like cutting and stuff like that. Sure, I'm here for the story, baby. Mm. Yeah, I mean it. I it's definitely not like the most technically impressive thing. I think, but just sure. stylistically and all, a lot of the choices they make and how they choose to like frame things and animate things and draw things. It's it's very even 30 years later, still feels unique. Yeah, uh, this film, the budget was uh, 5.5 million bucks to make this one. Is that a lot for anime I, it, was, it's, it says the most expensive anime film up up to then. Hmm, okay. Um, we go out to the city, have our biker fight with the clowns. Um, <laughs> there's a shot of like the, the leader like on his big-ass bike with no like hands. his arms crossed. Yep. Uh, Tetsuo does that in the manga. Oh, he does do that? Yeah, that, that pose belongs to Tetsuo. Oh, okay. Because in the manga, Tetsuo goes and, like, after he gets his powers, becomes, like, the leader of the clowns. Like, goes and takes them over, basically. Sounds like a better story. Um, <laughs> and Joker, the lead clown, he ends up uh, teaming up with Kaneda by the end. Or at the end. He's not really in it in the middle, but he shows back up in volume six and is like, hey, man, 
give us your bikes. And he ends up going like to help fight uh, Tetsuo. <laughs> um, through their fight, uh, or as they're fighting, Tetsuo wipes out as they're chasing him and someone's like, Tetsuo, you suck. Get it together, man. <laughs> yep. Uh, Joe, the clown leader and Kaneda have their their game of chicken, their their motorcycle joust, and Kaneda comes out of it in his dope-ass power slide. Again, just another shot that's like, yep, I remember that one perfectly. Um, that, that power slide is, like, iconic in so many animations, like, People just take out like that screenshot. The only one I can think of is um, what's it? Teen Titans. Robin comes in with a um, with a motorcycle slide just like that one. Sure, but like it's it's like it's been done several times in animation. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, also, dude, I think I think Kaneda's bike is my Spike's jacket. Like <laughs> I just want to talk about Kaneda's bike forever. <laughs> I I, just, I wrote down looking like the bikes from Tron. Fuck off. Yeah, fuck you, dude. What is wrong with you? Tell me they don't. No, don't. You can't. No, you, they literally do not, dude. The fact is you're like laying, you're not even, it's not like laying down, but you're like laying inside the bike. The Tron bikes are like not like that whatsoever. You're like completely forward in the Tron bikes. Uh, I mean, they they kind of, they have like the big wheels, but no, kind of his bike is way cooler. Oh, and the fact you're comparing them just to give satisfaction to, to Anthony is like the worst thing you could do, okay? Don't give them comparisons. Fucking crying out loud. Listen, I am a neutral party. It's true. They they have some similarities, but I want kind of his bike. I want kind of his bike too, but I don't think it's actually comfortable to ride in. I don't give a shit. It just doesn't look that comfortable. Uh, That's fine. I will be uncomfortable to be literally the coolest person on the planet. (laughs) If I had to pick out an anime vehicle, I think it would have to be, um, what's it called? The Trans Am from Redline. Goddamn, that looks amazing. All right. Kanita's bike. Kanita. But he's wearing uh, Spike's fluffy jacket. (laughs) Honestly, I think I want Kanita's jacket too. Over Spike's fluffy jacket. Oh, shit. You want to match up red on red? Hell yeah, dude. Kind of looks slick okay. as hell. Yeah. Kind of does look sick. I love that jacket. That jacket's so cool. And I love the pill on the back. Yeah. Although, I did not realize that pill on the back was like them, them advertising to go to the bar and get capsules. I did not yeah. think about that whatsoever until I'm like, wow, this is literally like a drug biker gang. Okay. Yeah. And um, I don't think this is a like actually touched on in the movie like they make some reference to Tetsuo like suppressing the power with drugs but it's those capsules um in the manga he yeah they didn't mention that in the movie. dude he eats yeah. some like fucking cereal he, he just shoves them in his <laughs> mouth constantly he is on those capsules yeah I mean he he we have that ball scene or whatever just when he meets the guy but that's yeah. the only time we see him eat the capsules I didn't um, know that drug was supposed to suppress his power how did they get the formula to do that? Or is this like a side effect of the drug? I, I, they don't really explain it. Okay. Um, the they break up the fight because the cops are coming, and we get some shots of student protest riots, and we see this dude with this weird looking old man kid running away from some dogs. Yeah, that was uh, very fucking strange. Not knowing shit about fuck at the beginning. Yeah, that's also so wild to me that you. You're watching this movie like, hmm, what's going on? 
And I knew everything like beat for beat. And I, I like, I haven't even thought about the fact that someone probably doesn't know what happens at Akira. Okay, Madam Creston, I'm just going to talk about this now. The fact that this fucking kid, what's his name? It was a Taki? Takashi. Like yeah, Takashi. He's running away with this resistance thing. Is this a fucking plan to bring back Akira? Is this literally just the plan? Is this why he's going with this guy? Because there's no fucking reason this this fucking kid, Takashi, should be going with the resistance. There's no reason other than to bring back Akira, right? I think I think he just wanted to like get out. Like he didn't want to be in the kindergarten anymore. First of all, the, the fucking place, like Tetsuo just leaves there. Literally just leaves there after he wakes up. There's no security in this fucking place. Like Takashi, or whatever his fucking name, like he could just fucking leave. They're not like fucking tying these kids up or anything like that. He did. He did leave. And then they came and hunted him down and got him back. Yeah, and guess what? They didn't tie him up again. Yeah, because they can get him back if they leave. They can track him, right? Yeah. This is dumb. This whole thing is dumb. Like the whole Takashi going with this resistance fighter is like the dumbest thing ever. I don't understand why Takashi is going with this kid, with this guy. I really don't. Because he didn't want to be there anymore. That's really not complicated. No, dude, Takashi didn't even say, I don't want to be there anymore. Like, Anthony, he doesn't you even get do it? any of that. What? Uh, so at the very beginning, honestly, Sal makes up a slightly decent point. Um, at the very beginning, I was like, oh, okay, so they're rescuing these fucking, like, I wrote him initially as Little Frankenstein. Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't know what the fuck his name was, so I was like, all right, so we got Little Frankie, and then we got Boss Frankie in a fucking, like, or, or uh, have we, we haven't gotten there yet. Have no, we? we haven't met the, the others. Yeah, yet. okay. Anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, so I was like, okay, yeah, so we got this little Frankenstein kid uh, being rescued by some, like, obviously from some, like, super secret corporation kind of fucking thing. And then I just kind of nodded and moved on. <laughs> and then now looking back on it, like, huh. <laughs> yeah, what is this kid doing, right? Like, what? I- I'm just wondering if the manga actually w- tells you why this kid is going with the resistance. I mean, like I said, that they wanted to get them out. Like, they want to use them, but I don't think they told them that. And it's just that they they want to get, or Takashi just didn't want to be there anymore. I don't know. It's, I've literally never thought about it. It just made sense to me. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. I, I'm just going to say that's that's major plot hole right there. Like, I don't agree at all. <laughs> Dude, it makes no goddamn sense. This I think well, makes I mean, perfect sense. Hold on. This is coming from, like, I'm pretty sure literally the last the episode we're going to post right before this, we have a discussion about anime, like, for the sake of anime with, or not, maybe not before this, but Gurren Lagann or whatever. Everyone will just kind of nod and accepts that it's anime. Like, come on, we can give this a nod. Right? Oh, don't even go on Logan in this, dude. Go on Logan makes sense. Takashi makes throwing no universes sense. at each other makes sense. Yeah, it makes complete sense. All right, listen, definition- if we want to talk about if we want to talk about bullshit and Gurren Logan, we can revisit the ending, but we're not going to do that. Okay. Um, we get a spotlight on the dude, and uh, we see a girl pushing through the crowd. Uh, she backs out as the guy tries to run. And they light him up. God damn, they lit him up. What's with like animation, like shooting people to death? They it's just so much. It's easier to animate the blood holes than it is the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he tells the kid to run and starts to lift his gun, and then they <laughs> put way too many bullets in him. <laughs> <laughs> also, another just fucking iconic bit of animation: him getting ripped apart by those bullets. Yeah, it was so much. <laughs> 
much. I was like, oh my God, what's with this? The kid does not run. <laughs> he just decides to hang out and watch, see what happens. Uh, he screams and stuff starts to fall apart around them. And then I think he vanishes, right? Yeah, he vanishes because um, somebody said he vanished. Yeah, and then we meet the kid in the chair whose name is Masaru. And he is guiding this helicopter to wherever Takashi is. Tetsuo, meanwhile, is pursuing a couple of the other bikers. Uh, it's, his chase is intercut with the riots. And there's one of my favorite shots in all of anime where it, they're showing like the, all the smoke. And one guy stumbles out of the smoke right next to like one of the riot soldiers. And they just look at each other for a second. They lift his gun and boom. Smoke grenade yep. right into the guy. It's yeah, so good. I saw that too. I like that so good. I, I like so oh, good. I love it. Um, <laughs> so fucking fun. I, dude, I've seen, ugh. I think I had a gif of that at one point, like a decade ago. <laughs> wow. Tetsuo knocks down the biker and is about to crash into the kid, but explodes. And <laughs> the gang shows up to help out Tetsuo. Kaneda calls to the kid, and the helicopters arrive. Uh, I'm so confused. Yeah, it's a, they do a lot at the beginning without telling you anything. Uh, the kid tries to run, and uh, and Masaru calls out to him to get him to stop, basically. Uh, the gang gets detained by the army. And they take Tetsuo and uh, Takashi. We see a sign that says, 147 days to 2020 Olympics. <laughs> Uh, which supposedly, from my understanding, 147 days before the 2020 Olympics that were supposed to take place in Japan, there was a uh, a, a movement to cancel them because of COVID. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. like some Simpsons esque shit. I yeah, I don't know if people did it on purpose or if it was a coincidence. I wouldn't be surprised if people did it on purpose. Well, I, and also, to be fair, this was the 20... I know it was 2020, but they were hosted in 2021. Right, but they were supposed to be 2020. Yeah, so the boycott happened 147 days before the 2021 Olympics? Or the no, before 2020? the 2020 Olympics were supposed to take place. 147 days before that, people were like, we should cancel them. Which you should. You should cancel the Olympics. Yep, the Olympics are bad, actually. Yep. They're not good. <laughs> they ruin wherever they go. Yep, we should just have a place for them. Like, let's pick a permanent location for them. Take an island away from a billionaire and use that. Yes, please. Or just use it in places that are already like have the fucking stadiums already built. Don't build a stadium for the fucking Olympics. No, because like all, all the tourism and all the stuff that sets up and then leaves when the Olympics, like it fucks up economies for years. The, I think that's only in like certain countries that shouldn't be hosting the Olympics. No offense. It's, it happens like everywhere, dude. Not like. There's no way it happens in like. <laughs> no, it, London, it happens. Tokyo, <laughs> fucking US. Uh, it does. It does. Our, Especially our, the, the local I, the only time, Okay, the only time I ever saw that was on Brazil. Brazil fucked everything. Uh, I think the only place that Olympics did not fuck up was China. And the reason for that was they actually made the Olympic buildings into, like, government buildings afterwards. Like, they made the mm. plans of, like, oh, these Olympic buildings are we building up? These are going to be government buildings when uh, when they leave. And so they... And also, like, to be fair, it, I think it's the Olympic that fucked that up, not Brazil itself. Yeah, Olympics suck. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's have one location for them or two locations. Yeah. One location. <laughs> we get the kids or the gang talking to the juvie officers, Kaneda doing his best to be a good boy. 
which I love his little good boy act, actually. God, it's so funny. <laughs> I, I did not know this at all. I don't remember this also, scene whatsoever. I, I may have missed it. You guys talk about the boss Frankenstein kid at the time? Masaru, the kid in the chair? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the motherfucker is snitching like a bitch. <laughs> and also, fucking... I, I think I don't know how many times we've seen him now, but I think I wrote it down here. I was like the the guy in the mustache, which turns out to be the colonel. Yep, dude's built like a U-Haul. Yeah, that dude will fuck you up. I'm gonna say I kind of like the colonel. He's low key, like one of my favorite characters in this. You know what? Show. I'm kind of with you. He's pretty dope. Yeah, I'm not I'm like I'm like I like this guy. Like he's one of the few that comes off as like an arrogant prick, and at the end you're like, all right, you know what? Maybe not too bad. Yeah, you're not that bad. <laughs> yeah, the Carl. Hey, he's just trying to do his job. Do his job. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to write down everyone's names too. I I I don't fucking care about these people's names. There's a lot, dude. Kai. I was I was writing names, and then I was like, oh yeah, I should be doing shorthand, like just writing letters. And I'm like, every fucking character in this movie has a K <laughs> for their name. Oh yeah, we forgot to talk about Key, right? Like, no, nah, K, K hasn't really shown up yet. K. But her name, her name gets dropped before they get detained. I know that. No, no. All I'm gonna say is, uh, what's it called? I do not like Kay's appearance. Actually, I don't like Kay in this film whatsoever. I don't know what she's doing. I really don't know what she's doing. But that's beside like the fact. Kay. Uh, Kay's appearance, the first time we see her, is so similar to uh, Kamada. Where it is? Kanada. They were Kanada very similar. It's yeah. so it's similar. Almost like she was trying to blend in with the crowd. Yeah. I just could not like I could not different like different rates the two that I thought for sure that they was doing future stuff if you get what I'm saying like mm. they was doing flash forwards with her and I'm like wait is this a flash forward with Kamada and I was just like wait I forget if this because I know this one deals with time it doesn't deal with time but it deals with flashback and flash forwards and stuff like that um but you saw in the very beginning there was a flash forward. But, like, I seriously, like, is that, why is he doing inside the crowd? And I'm like, wait, isn't he on a motorcycle right now? I, I was just so confused. The, they look so similar, it's crazy. And the only difference is eyeshadow. And, like, whole hair is brown instead of black, like Kama does. I don't know. I couldn't dif differentiate these two characters. It, like, bugged me every time. Weird. I I've literally never had that problem. Oh, you didn't? Okay. No. Um, I kind of see it because she is supposed to be, like, boyish yeah um and like anthony said trying to blend in um but yeah the uh, the big difference is for sure in the eyes that's the easy way to tell yeah um i, I actually like her design um i don't mind her is this it was just the first time we saw her we saw her she's wearing like a pink red and like i'm so used to characters having different color tones if you get what i'm saying in anime yeah her role in the anime is like very truncated Compared to the manga, but she gets like almost two whole volumes about her in the manga out of six. Yeah, um, I like her hat though. I want that hat. But most of that takes place during the arc that uh, is not even touched. So, well, we'll talk a little bit more about that later as we talk about uh, K. Fucking, there's K and then there's Kai. Like, what are you doing, dude? Who's Kai? I don't think they ever dropped his name, but he's like the old, the other gang member, the dude with the tie. Oh, it's that guy. Oh okay. shit! Yeah, he has a he has a slightly bigger role in the manga too. Similar role, but bigger. I actually like Kai. I like his tie. Yeah, Kai's alright. Kai's yeah. tie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus, where am I? Yeah, okay. So they're looking for anti-government groups. Yep. Uh, dude with a grenade comes out and pulls it. Everyone panics, and it's a dud. 
So they beat Jesus the Christ. shit out of the guy. I, I thought it was just a smoke grenade. I just thought the guy had the wrong grenade. I literally was like, I bet that's a smoke grenade. He might have. That might have been the case, actually. He might have just had the wrong grenade. I don't I don't know. I mean, you're the expert here, so I was, maybe it was a dud grenade. But I was like, that's probably, that's a smoke grenade. There's so much smoke. You, I don't know. I got one more thing on this scene. If you get, if you're good, I think I know where we're. Well, I think I know where to go. Go ahead, because I was going there too. <laughs> so the fucking there's a zoom out, <laughs> and I don't know if it was the same guy or not. I, I didn't like forward or whatever because I just kind of saw it as I was going to write some shit down, and like <laughs> there was a zoom out, and like in one of the cubicles, someone's just getting the shit kicked out of them. Oh, that's not where I was going, but yeah. Oh, oh I fucking love it. What did you have? Um, so that that happens, and they're like, ah, okay, you. You punks can go, and Kaneda is like, "Oh yeah, cool." Uh, so we could all go, and he calls the guy Pops. He's like, he just goes on this big tire. Pop boy, twenty five, not married, don't have a house yet. Like, how are you calling me Pop? That dude's so bad. <laughs> Which, first of all, that man is not twenty. He's a fucking Jason Siegel twenty five. <laughs> uh, looks like a nineteen to me. And he's just going off, and Kaneda's like, "Uh, so we could go, right?" It's like, "Oh yeah, there's one more person with us." And he's like, "Yeah, whatever. Call me Pop. Fuck off." And Kaida goes and gets Kay and pretends that she's with them so she can leave too. She's also a schoolgirl, is it Kay? <laughs> um, they're leaving. Kaida is trying his hardest to hit on Kay. He's like, so you're at the resistance, huh? Cool, I can do that. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> All right, two things. <laughs> One, like, he just straight up asked her out. And, um, like, what was the, um, oh, she calls him, like, a skirt chaser, which I'm assuming is like a derogatory term. You've never you heard think? the term skirt chaser? You never I've heard, heard of it, this but I, I didn't know if it's like more like, I don't know. There, there's different, there's ways to determine, like you can say a player or you can say like, you That's know, shit it. like that. No, well, I know, but like, I'm trying to figure out what, is it, is it the a same skirt chaser Japan? is basically just a guy who will, I, well, I don't Chase know. Chase women. Yeah. He just chases women. That's all he does. He chases women. Yeah, yeah, that's women. fine. Yeah, I just didn't I mean, know if she was like, it seemed like she was trying to, like, you're just a skirt chaser, you know? Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's that's kind of what she was saying. Like, dude, you don't give a shit about me. I'm just a woman and you happen to, I happen to be here. Mm-hmm. So when I got that, I was like, all right, like, he's just literally asking you out. You can say no. And then when she says, like, when she disappears, he was like, all right then, bitch. <laughs> And I was like, well, they nailed 2019. He said, I I, I completely passed that up. He was like, you're a bitch. And I was like, yeah, that's 2019 for you. Oh, so she said yes, right? She's like, she said like, oh, since you're saying No, she just left. No, yeah. I don't think she answered. He he rants for a while and she says a couple of things that are like tantamount to leave me alone, weirdo. And then she just dips. I I guess I just did not read that popular. Also, did, I forgot to ask you guys, did you guys watch the Japanese or dubbed? Oh, I watched the sub. First time I've ever watched the sub, I think. Went full sub. Okay, okay, that, that's funny. I watched sub too. I like, I watched this in dub. Let me watch the sub if there's any like different translations. The dub's pretty good from what I remember. Yeah. I didn't even look at it. It went straight sub. <laughs> like a true anime connoisseur. Uh, okay, so yeah, she, so she dips. We get this whole thing of the colonel's in trouble. They're yelling at him like, you suck at being colonel. Get it together. Um, they're doing some tests on Tetsuo. He has a special pattern that they're trying to see if it is similar to Akira's. Um, and they want to harness the the Akira power, basically, is their goal. Um, the gang gets some discipline. <laughs> Literally. I feel like that's a, I feel like that's that's a always sunny title too. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Um before that, though, did, was the corner talking to the scientist? Like, yes, that goes to the hospital. 
Whenever someone says Pandora's box, can we keep the fucking thing closed? Just, can we just leave it alone, you guys? No, like, no, because and, hope is in it too. Yeah, and hope is good. Keep hope inside the box. No, like, we because we have to in order to let hope out, we have to let everything out. Yeah, let's not let everything out, Owens. But then we don't. Where's hope? Hope is still in the box too, though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if hope is there. Fucking leave all the bunch of stuff in there, and then hope in there too. Like, can we? Like, when someone says Pandora's box, can we just say no? Like, can we say, oh, we, we hit Pandora's box, you guys? Okay, it's over, you guys. This is way too much. We should not be doing this because we're gonna fuck up humanity whatsoever. Like, oh yeah, because oh humanity's gosh. not doing that already. Fuck it. Let's throw yeah, Pandora's fine. box in the mix. See what happens. Why not? I'm, I'm Can't saying, go like, worse. I, I'm just saying, every time someone says Pandora box, I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> if the power is enough to, like, resemble Pandora's box, can we just, like, keep that shit closed? Like, can, can we just keep it closed, you guys? That's all I'm asking. I know I know this movie wouldn't be any kind of movie if we kept Pandora's box closed. But can we just keep it closed? That sounds like a take on just anime in general. <laughs> yeah, let, let, no more anime. Everyone <laughs> no. just stay home. Do, do no some more crosswords. Box. Listen, I, we still get the, what is it? Uh, the fucking shit of life or whatever. Yeah, the shit of life. Animes. No, yeah. even that. They, they, there's probably plenty of social Pandora's boxes that they open in those. And they get into hijinks. <laughs> so no, everyone just gonna hang out and have a good time. I'm just I'm just tired whenever a situation comes up and someone says Pandora's box. I'm like, okay, it's over. It's over. Let's- <laughs> I'm on team. All right, time box. to fight. Time to fight a god. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Now you're talking my language. Let's get some J-Rock in here. Power of friendship. Let's do it. <laughs> fucking Luffy comes out winding up his fucking fist to give me chocolate. Hell yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Fuck it. Um, oh, the Pandora box conversation's not even here. But. Yeah. But whatever. We, yeah, <laughs> we, we get it. We, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> we get the whole Pandora box thing. Um, I'll also very much <laughs> liked the discipline scene when I was younger. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> Oh, you need some discipline. What? <laughs> yeah, just the guy going down the line, go discipline yeah. punch, discipline punch. <laughs> I got some laughs out of that one. And then, like, typical fucking punk teenagers, they're walking away, like, yeah, we'll kick your ass, idiot. Fuck you. <laughs> kick your ass. Uh, they go outside, get met up with their groupies, basically. Yeah, that was weird. Canada doesn't give a shit anymore because he's in decay now. Yep. Mm. Um, they know how men operate in this anime. <laughs> yeah, someone we get some shots of someone running in what looks like hospital clothes, and oh, there's a problem with Tetsuo. And then Tetsuo, Tetsuo's in some shit now. <laughs> Tetsuo meets up with Kaori, who is a completely different character in the manga. Uh, can or, we talk or, about how? Can we talk about how Tetsuo just leaves this fucking government agency with no one, no one stopping him, and a hospital gown, and a fucking yeah, psychic mm. powers. He's fine. Also, can we talk about, like, they have this super government, like, fucking nerve facility, right? And, like, there's, like, all these lights flickering. Like, light bulb costs, like, three bucks, bro. So, I think that I think that's the point. I think, like, this whole thing is just a complete shit show. It's not, like, it's not, like, nerve, where it's all together and, like, super... Interesting. Okay, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't uh, get that. Yeah, I didn't get that either. The, I mean, dude, literally everything in the society is, like, hanging on by a fucking thread. 
And I okay. that goes for the government too, as we will see in about. <laughs> That's actually true. You know what? Changed my mind, Chris. Doesn't happen very often. You're not very good at communicating your thoughts. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you're probably not. No, I'm great at communicating my thoughts, just not my feelings. Ah, there we go. Fucking nailed it in one. Um, so Kauri in the manga doesn't come in until volume four. Wow. Shit. Wait, which one's Kauri again? Uh, his She's, girlfriend. Uh, yeah. Tetsuo's girlfriend. Oh. Wait, Tetsuo. Oh. Yeah. yeah she's which, the one um, in the squad. It was pretty obvious, like, when the groupies came up and she was the last one left. I don't even think she said anything. We were like, oh. Oh, yeah. She's like, hey, where's Tetsuo? And they're like, ah, the army got him or whatever. Fucking, I got that immediately before she even talked. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure they all, like, hipped up with their girl. And I was like, oh, but that's Tetsuo's. Yeah. Um, So we're going to talk more about this later. So the arc that is skipped is, so this arena fight more or less happens with the end of this movie. And a big, another big explosion happens. And a bunch of the city gets, like, decimated. I think the government coup also happens around that time. And there's, like, two-plus volumes of, like, a post-apocalypse, basically, with different factions. There's the, the Akira faction, which uh, has Akira. Akira is just there hanging out. Uh, it has Tetsuo, and it has a bunch of people they're trying to turn to psychics. There is another faction led by a character who's not even in this movie. Well, they, they are, and I'll talk about that when we see them, but they're, <laughs> they are not actually a character in this movie. That's like kind of the ones trying to oppose the Akira faction, I guess. Put Akira back in the box, as it were. And they're not even in the fucking movie. And take down Tetsuo, yeah. Because th- this plot line doesn't happen in the movie. Because Akira, well, like I said, it, it gets weird. We'll talk about it a little more, I think. As we get to the ending. And then there's the government faction led by the colonel, primarily. Uh, Then there's the... (laughs) Jesus, there's so many factions. (laughs) There's the resistance is still kicking around, mostly Ryu, uh, Kei, and a character not in this movie named Chiyoko, who is a fucking badass. She's just this giant-ass woman who constantly wrecks people. Uh, Her main weapon in the post-apocalypse arc is she literally just like hits people with a rocket launcher. <laughs> and then when she needs to, shoots it. <laughs> and then there's, I guess, Kanida. Who fucking knows? <laughs> it sounds like a better, it sounds like a better uh, movie than this movie. God damn. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely not room for them to do all this in the movie. But so, so Kaori in can the we, manga. Can we, take a, can we take out the government stuff? Like, seriously, the government stuff bull me to death. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. There's not that much of it, and yeah, it's also not very good. But uh, it is kind of necessary for the story Akira is trying to tell. I think. What story? The story's not there. Um, it, he's actually like specifically trying to do a retelling of almost real world events through through the lens of this like post apocalypse almost, inter with the like student unrest and shit in Japan, and uh, the post war era. And this happened like, not in like our or the past, like before this was made. What do you mean? Well, like, that, that seemed like some shit that would happen. Like, Oh, no, yeah, no, dude. Like, World War, the end of World War II in Japan was not a good time. I don't know if you remember the nukes. Uh, I think I've heard of them. Uh, but also, like, yeah, they, they, they themselves did some really heinous shit. And a lot of the younger generation, I, I don't know too much about it, but especially, like, the student unrest and, like, the, the kind of, like, 
like I said, hanging on by a thread society, from my understanding, is some kind of how post-war was in Japan for a while. Oh, okay. And he, wow. he, that's what he was drawing on when he did Akira. <laughs> but so, so there is a, I guess, Tetsuo is basically the leader of the Akira faction. Um, Akira's there, just chilling, not really saying anything. They prop, they, he's basically a figurehead, but Tetsuo does everything. Okay. Um, I gotta ask, so what's Akira like in the manga? He doesn't like, really say or do anything. He's a little kid who's just like watching. He has really good, like, but it, it's not like he's fully catatonic because he gets these expressions like the 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 mo like an aggressively neutral expression, if that makes sense. Yeah. I got like he has some uh Levi vibes sometimes from Attack on Titan. Like those eyes, like fuck these idiots. What are we doing here? Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I, I understand why aggressively neutral. I understand what you mean. Okay. Yeah, he, he's mostly just kind of hanging out, though. Okay. Um, He does some stuff towards the end, and I can talk about that later. And one of the things Tetsuo does is... Or one of the things they that faction does in general is they give people a bunch of drugs to try and get more, like, power people. But Tetsuo also, like, gets girls brought to him and gives them drugs and has sex with them, and then they probably die most of the time. Uh, wow. And Kaori is one of them, but she doesn't take the pill. And Tetsuo's like, hey, you didn't take the pill, did you, huh? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and then they they talk a bit, and she ends up like, Tetsuo's still very much having a bad time a lot, like lots of bad headaches, lots of withdrawals, shit like that. He has a robot hand most of the time. Uh, for, but for whatever reason, Kaori ends up like getting closer to him, and they 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 form into like a real relationship. And... She's like the only one who can calm him down. The only one he does, he won't like go fucking berserk and splat on a wall. I was getting that vibe, but I didn't. It, I don't think it was done properly. No, in the movie. But I mean, I kind of got the vibe, so maybe it was. I, I don't know. You know. Uh yeah, and then kind of near the end, she gets shot and killed. And then he goes berserk, doesn't he? He's kind of in the process of already going berserk, <laughs> but he unleashes it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she she's a way more interesting character in the manga, I think. Feels way more sad too because her life is like fucked up, <laughs> and yeah, it's kind of sweet that she's connecting with this person who's ultimately like just this lonely, powerless kid. Kind of, you know who she reminded me of? Uh, the Firestarter girl from uh, Fully Cooly, but like sure. a little bit less. Just, a, I mean, they didn't explore her character at all. I don't think too Not much. Really, no. Yeah, but she seemed like if they did, it would be kind of similar to that to me. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, she she's just, well, in the manga anyway, she's just living in a post-apocalypse trying to get by, like her dad's super sick or whatever. And she gets brought in to have an orgy with the everyone's new superpower god. You know? Can't, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so that's Kaori in the manga. Sounds a lot better character. Honestly, kind of it, Yeah, it is. Kaori in the movie's weird, I think. So he meets up with her and is like, hey, let's get away from all this. Let's just get out of here. He takes kind of his bike. The engine stalls and the clowns attack them. Another fucking iconic shot as the gang shows up and Kaneda hops off the back of the bike and starts running on the street. So goddamn yep. cool. <laughs> Absolutely no way that works in real life without you just dying. <laughs> but it, de- it depends on the speed, but I think you could hop off and not, like... Looks like you could go pretty fast. I don't know. Mm. Also, we can't really talk about physics in this movie because there's a lot of times Kamada dies. <clears throat> Can't or won't? <laughs> won't. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that, I love that shot. Um, it's a good shot. 
it's so funny because he's wearing like a pink polo and oh, all yeah. of this. Yeah, I was like, why is he wearing a pink Why not? Okay. Yeah. No one tells Connor what to do. I actually think I appreciate Kaneda more now than I ever have. And I think the manga helps because like Kaneda kind of is just a dumb punk. Yep. Yes, and he like is. he never stops beat like he I don't think he, at any moment he understands how fucking deep in it he is. I'm I'm just saying his fucking plan is to bring a laser gun and sue his friend. That's yeah. his plan. Against against a guy who can move earth and like I love the laser fucking Bring gun. down satellites, but he brings a laser gun and that works. Okay. Okay. Okay, anime. I get you. Power friendship. I understand. Yeah. But I, I, I do just love that he's just this like dumb, hard headed kid. Yeah. He's just like, this asshole shot at me. Fuck him. It's like, kind of, that's, you're trying to take on the government. What are you doing? It's like, nah, that girl's cute though. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We cut to, or, oh, Kanada then does a jump kick to knock a dude off his bike, because of course, and we cut to Tetsuo going crazy on one of the clowns, which again, so well animated, the hits here. Yep. Uh, Tetsuo has a little complex of like, I don't need you to save me all the time. I can handle myself. Uh, He has, yeah, go ahead. Also, Kanada is like, hey, dude, calm down. Like, let's not kill the guy. Yeah. Even though, like, there was a lot of times they should have died, but I mean, the whole biking scene in the very beginning, like, these guys were getting tossed off motorcycles throughout the entire street. But don't mm-hmm. beat up on the guy, okay? Don't beat up on the guy till he dies. Don't beat up on him, but don't kill him. Yeah. I get that sentiment. Fucking mob style. Mm. You can't get your money back if they're dead, you know? Sure. Also, I kind of hate this from uh, Tetsuo, this whole conversation. Hey, Tetsuo, if you hate this kid so much, why are you in his gang? Why don't you make your uh, own gang I, to wipe for this? Seemed like some type of steroidy shit was going on. Some steroid shit. Oh, I mean, yeah, he's he's definitely having issues with his powers. Because it didn't seem like he truly like. It seemed like he, to me, if we're gonna jump into this, let's jump into this. Yeah, one. let's do it. He had some issues going on with like his place in life, mm-hmm. and now that he has his super fucking like holy shit power, um. He can just, like, he doesn't need anybody anymore, and that's all he ever wanted, and now he has it. So now he can do whatever the fuck he wants. And I don't think that that, like, I don't think he was prepared for that. Yeah, I mean, he, we see from his flashbacks that, like, hell, you can see from looking at him. He's always been, like, the runt, the weak one, the the one chasing after everyone else, especially compared to Kaneda. Deep down, he obviously, like, really loves and respects Kaneda, mm-hmm. but... When Kanada shows up and is like, hey, dumbass, like, <laughs> what are you doing? We saved you again. Well, we got your back. He's like, no, like, he hates being looked down on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that he has the ability to never have that happen again, plus, like, the fucking god powers seems like they're they're not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this is just a recipe for disaster. Yes. Uh, speaking of god powers not being good, he starts to have a headache and... Gets all the flashes of some stuff that's going to come later. <laughs> Falls. I think I wrote down somewhere. I was like, man, just get you some Excedrin. Um, and I think one of my favorite parts Nothing. in the whole movie. Oh. <laughs> um, Thanks, guys. I'll be here all week. <laughs> he falls on the ground and it crumbles away. <laughs> and then sound cuts and just weird. It does like this weird cut to his stomach as just his insides fall out. Oh, it's that was so, so disgusting. Yeah. yeah I right. fucking hated that. It almost creates this like that roller coaster feeling a little bit when you see that. 
Yeah, they they did such a good animation because like um, what's called? You see that, and then you see like a cut with nothing coming at his body, but he's like trying desperately, to, yeah. yeah, desperately trying to put back his guts inside of his um. His yeah, body, and it was sick. just so good. The animation was beautiful. I could really feel that the kid was hoarding, mm-hmm. even though I fucking hate this kid. And he should have died really? a long time ago. I, I don't like Tetsuo. I just feel bad for Tetsuo. Oh, Tetsuo. Sorry, I don't know why. I had... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I hate everybody in this film, except the Kono. The Kono's good. He's trying to keep <laughs> it together. Uh, the army comes and retrieves him. Uh, we cut later to... Canada's gang and their groupies hanging out being bored and there's a subway explosion. I, I think uh I think one of the girl like Canada's girl is obviously clearly the main girl of their group too. Is like yeah. this is boring. Let's go home. They're fucking nothing without their bikes. <laughs> yeah. They did say that. Yeah, she straight up just like called them out like straight up like your personality is your fucking bike, bro. <laughs> yeah. Which it's not that bad of a personality I'm going to say. The bike is awesome. Yeah, it's better than my personality. I I'm going to go ahead and mention this now. I thought his bike was going to do more shit. Oh, you mean other than be really cool? Yeah. <laughs> I really thought it would, it would, there was going to be a plot point with the bike. I mean, he uses oh, he, it. Yeah. He does, uses but it. like, he uses it as a fucking vehicle. Like, the motherfucker. It's a vehicle. Like, <laughs> oh my Dude, God. Dude, no, fuck y'all. It's anime and it was spurting electric fucking shit around the rims. Like, that to me, that cool. means like, you don't show that in scene one or act one without using it in act fucking five. It's or called aesthetic. Dude, nah, fuck that. Like, I, nah. Normally, I'm with you, but you're so at wrong here. Minimum, <laughs> at minimum, they should have used that shit to like recharge the bikes or something. They just did, have some. They, they did it. They did. They used the bikes to recharge the laser. Yeah, they used uh, someone else's bike, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. Like, <laughs> I use Canada's. Come on, it wasn't even his own bike that had the electric fucking thing going through the rims. It's and cool. Y'all can suck dick. That, dude, you're, getting, cool. you're getting but fucking pissed so, that like, he didn't dude. use his fucking spokes cards to kill Tetsuo. Like, oh what are you my talking? God, about? it's not a spoke card. It's actual electricity in those fucking rims. It's just aesthetic. <laughs> Uh, Anthony, the, we do not take apart our bike to recharge batteries. You know how stupid that sounds? God. Someone. Mm. <laughs> Listen, you can die on this hill, but you will die. <laughs> uh, then I'm dying on this motherfucking hill. God damn it. That, I, I just wanted like one fucking thing to be like, <laughs> like, like the bike was electrically. Tr- I don't know. Something it's just like the bike. Jesus Christ. Instead of electric going through the things, just have like a like a fucking shimmer. But it was cool. Shimmers are cool too. Yeah, the electricity was cooler. <laughs> also, Owen's on the bike is like not a thing in the manga, right? Point. Uh, the bike's in the manga. Okay, I, I thought I read somewhere on the wiki that like it only shows up in the first volume. Oh, that might. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, and it doesn't show up again. Yeah, that's true. I think his his bike isn't around that much. Yeah, right, I'm ending my rant now. Good. Good rant, I guess? I, I don't know. It's amazing rant. <laughs> I've never heard anyone be more wrong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Have you heard yourself talk? No, I don't listen to me. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, uh, there's, a, there's an explosion in the subway. The army is shooting up people. It's the resistance. Uh, <laughs> does spots K. So he's like, hmm, yeah, I'll follow this gunfire into the sewers. Let's see where this leads. Kanada <laughs> her chasing revolutionary skirts. Yeah. K is being held up by a guy in the sewer. No, well, she got dropped off by the, um, whatever those things are called. Dumb waddles. Her feet. Yeah. 
because he was with the guy with I don't even know what Ryu. He was born yeah, Ryu has a Ryu. much bigger role in the God. He just I like hate leader. this guy. I yeah, he. I don't love Ryu. him in the manga either. He's kind of like a weird. He has a, he has some stuff where his friends like die when they're going to Akira, and then he becomes a little shit. He then he becomes like a drunk and kisses K at one point. Oh, that makes sense. And she's like, "But I love him." And Chiyoko's like, "No, you don't. He fucking sucks." Which man, Chiyoko rules. I'm so sad she's not in the movie. <laughs> I, I kind of wish he was in the movie, Owens. You you hype this character up yeah, so like, much. Christ, we we should read the manga. Chiyoko rules. Um, I don't yeah, know but, where you put her in this movie, but and then the fact that Kamada finds her in like the sewer system is crazy, cray cray. Some people would say. <laughs> well, Khan has got that simp energy. All right. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Dude, facts. Uh, me and him have so much in common. Uh, he sees the guy point a gun at Kay. He tries to rescue her. He fails spectacularly. The guy points a gun at him. Kay yells and shoots the guy's face off. He he does his job. He he takes out one guy. No, he doesn't take out the guy. He like tackles him and like flips over into the water, kind of. And then the guy's like, Creating the guy points the gun at him instead. Sure. I mean, he could have taken him out. I don't know what you want from this fucking kid. You, you want this guy to be super. Listen, he's jump kicking a speeding motorcycle. I think he can yeah. handle a guy from behind. That's true. The thing is, though, Owens, <laughs> there's, there's no motorcycle in this scene. His powers doesn't activate without also motorcycles. True. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's, he's only good at motorcycle-based combat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude was a god at the old road rash. Is that what it's called? If you're standing still, you can take him in a fight. But if you're on a bike, look the fuck out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they missed that opportunity. <laughs> Road Rash 1964, like the ultimate boss was a Kanata rolls up. <laughs> it's not even the ultimate boss. He crossed the finish line. He just like roundhouse kicks you and you fall off. <laughs> but yeah, Kay shoots this guy's face off. Another great bit of like, oh, no, that actually looked like it hurt. Yeah, I, I really liked all of that. Just even her like dealing with it like immediately. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I honestly, because I read the first two volumes like a month and a half ago, I truly don't remember if she has a problem with killing people at all in the manga. But by the end, she is just like smoking people with no problem. Interesting. There's a time jump in the manga too, which I don't know how long it is. <laughs> There's not a great indication. <laughs> it's at least months. <laughs> um, We cut to Tetsuo having some foster care memories, uh, and then they crumble away. He wakes up and shatters a light and yells. We see, we meet Kyoko for the first time, the girl in the bed. Uh, she talks about her dream, how there's going to be a dark shadow over the city. Lots of people are going to die, and Akira's going to be there, and says not to let Tetsuo go. Um, the scientist, I believe, is, or is he the scientist or the colonel? They, they're up to some, like, Gendo and Fuyutsuki shit. They're like, hmm, I wonder if Akira and all these kids are actually the next stage of evolution, hmm? <laughs> and the, the, uh, the scientist, I think, is saying that because the colonel's like, I don't care about that. I, I think like a soldier. You think like a scientist. I'm like, whatever, dude. I actually love this <laughs> thing. Like, what's good? Scientists can, um, what's it called? It's not, it's romanticized about like stuff that can happen. Sure. And the soldier's like, where well, the guy's like, as a soldier, you take stuff. When it gets though, we don't have time to um romanticize about this. I thought it was pretty good. Also, we get this um Pandora box thing. Yeah, I think this is where the Pandora's box happens, but we already talked yeah. about that. Uh, we see a big frozen chamber, which is Akira. Uh, we come back to K in Canada, they're looking for Ryu. Kanada is literally just like babbling 
Just complete I, nonsense I, again. I love this line that he says. Like, I absolutely love it. That I wrote it down. He says, once you um, purify your body and soul, let's go out for tea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. I fucking love that line. I was like, yep. that's so good. <laughs> I had to write that down. Dude, he's he's so fucking dumb. His whole thing yes. is like, wow, you, you just killed that guy, huh? First time. Anyway, you'll get over it. <laughs> God damn, that was yeah. That line. I don't think it's immediately in the sewers, right? No, it's when they're or like in the it? safe house looking for yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, dude. Uh, there, there's a there, there's another line. I think later. I don't. I don't. I didn't write it down, but kind of. Someone's like pointing a gun at kind of or something, and he says it like, "Oh, well, you know that that's what they say, isn't it?" He's like, "What? Oh, they don't say that." <laughs> just like again, just babbling, trying to get himself out of trouble. Yeah, not really understanding his position. Um, Ryu shows up and locks Kaneda in a room <laughs> and Ryu and is like, so is that guy okay or what? In case like literally the only thing I got is he's not a spy. <laughs> Outside of that, who fucking knows what his deal is? They are planning <laughs> to, they're planning their break-in and Kaneda's hanging out with the vents because <laughs> of course <laughs> he is. And oh, I think this is actually where that scene happens that I just talked about, but ultimately he joins them. Because he knows Tetsuo. Uh, we meet Mr. Nezu, who has a slightly different role in the manga. I think he's actually part of the faction that doesn't exist in this movie, but kind of like double crosses them. And is he is he the billionaire? He yeah, he's the rich guy with the beaver tooth. Oh, okay. Um we see a demonstration and the so the 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 lady with the glasses and the big black hair, that's like Chanting and playing music or whatever. Do you guys know who I'm oh, talking about? Oh, yeah, the one, the leader of the um, Akira religion or something like that. Yeah, so that right. is yeah. in the manga. Her name is Miyako. Um, she is number t- like nineteen or something. She she was one of those kids, um, like thirty years ago, and she was like they thought she died, and so they just like got rid of her, and then she woke up. She has like. Kind of the powers you described for Kyoko earlier. She has like that, but better. Like she, she, she knows what the fuck's going on. Um, and she ends up coming up with the whole plan on how to take down Tetsuo in the manga, um, which we'll talk oh, about okay. later. And she is like the leader of the faction trying to subdue Tetsuo and Akira. Oh, interesting. Sounds good. Yeah. Too bad I didn't get to see that in the movie. I yeah the movie I understand the movie definitely doesn't have time for that. Um, they what they have like a big movie? war with Tetsuo's faction. Like they get attacked multiple times. She has some monks that have like basic psychic powers. It seems. I wouldn't mind like a two part. I don't know like. Yeah, I, I, I was I so yeah. boring. Like I, I was like, what is like? I was so I was so tired after watching this movie. I literally was. I was I was falling asleep. And you guys know what happens when I'm falling asleep. I'm just not paying attention. I honestly can't believe that no one's gone back and like adapted the full manga. Like it's I so weird. I'm just surprised they haven't like remastered it or anything. Oh, they remastered it. Um, no, I just think Akira's. I think it just has such a high name that no one's willing to do it. Yeah, maybe, or maybe the like author won't let them or something because he did the movie too. Oh, okay, interesting. I, I I don't know. That That's just a possibility. I have no clue one way or the other. We get the political meeting. Who gives a fuck? Tetsuo telekinesis is some water to his hand. I like that scene. I yep. thought that was good. Very good. 
he sees a stuffed bear on the bed and he throws it and we see a bunch of other toys on the floor. Uh, we see the resistance infiltrating the facility and we come back to Tetsuo and oh baby, that music. This whole oh, fucking baby, sequence is so good. What the fuck are these kids doing? <laughs> like, whoa, what is in their heads to fuck up this person's mind so much? Like, I don't even think these people are evil. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Is this supposed to be ha-ha? I chalked this up initially, again, not knowing the full fucking story. Goddamn, Sal's kind of got some points. <laughs> uh, initially chalked this up to just uh, kids playing. Okay. I mean, what, but then they seem to see? have like a lot more going on after. So. Uh, they are definitely adversarial towards Tetsuo. To be honest, I don't know what their plan was here. <laughs> unless, unless they were like trying to get like, unless they were trying to get in a position to like act, like kill him or something. And they felt like they needed to be close enough or something. And that's why they disguised themselves. I don't know what they were doing, but it was cool as hell. <laughs> No, this animation's so fucking good. Like I, I like this. I like this scene a lot. It's just like, what are they doing? That's the, there's so many points in this in this movie. I'm like, what? Yeah, I can't defend this one. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what are they doing? I and don't like, know, man. I really don't. <laughs> and the only reason I'm saying this is because I seriously think these kids are trying to bring back a killer. That's the that's my only reason this whole movie exists is for them to bring back a killer so they could fucking get into their fucking mind palace or whatever they're doing. But like this whole scene was so the animation is so good in this movie, but yep. like. The reasons are so bad. I don't understand the reasons whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. <laughs> but we got to talk about, we no, we got to talk about this scene. Because first of all, the music, like Anthony called out, so goddamn good. Um, straight out of a Satoshi Kone movie. Uh, yeah, this scene, I, dude, I honestly got some Five Nights at Freddy vibes too, about like it being an inspiration for some of this, possibly. I think the inspiration for Five Nights at Freddy's was uh, Chuck E. Cheese, but... Well, I mean, because well, the only reason I say that's because there was like a bunny, the fucking tit, and then obviously a car. But like, yeah. if you don't want it to be a complete representation, fucking mix some of it up. Um, yeah, I, I love like all the little toys climb up onto his pillow. He grabs them, they disappear, and then they all start to converge into one giant leaky ass bear, dude. It's so yeah, oh. and the bunny and the the giant car comes out and sprays Tetsuo, and he's like. Hold up, is this milk? <laughs> he did say, is this milk? Uh, he, I kind of thought this was initially like one of his hallucinations and then as like the music started growing and I was like, oh no, this shit's like happening, happening. Mm -hmm. At any point during this movie, did you have any idea what was happening? Uh, not to like the fucking end. <laughs> okay, that seems fair. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't. Um, he steps on the glass as he backs away, it breaks, and he starts to pick it out of his foot. The edibles get scared and turn into the other three kids. God, I hate this animation. I did not. I don't like when characters are pulling stuff out of their skin, blood, and stuff like that. Not for me. Wasn't for the kids either. Yep. Uh, the vision whips through the hallway, and Tetsuo broke out. He. Some people try to subdue him, and he literally just like explodes them. <laughs> Uh, alarms start to go off, and they're and we cut back to the resistance who is sneaking through the sewers. And what the fuck did I write? Oh, I wrote. <laughs> I, I just wrote Kaneda dumb. 
Checks out. Which, oh, I'm pretty sure he's just like ranting again. Like the one of the yep, spotlights comes and someone has to tackle yep. him. And he's like, bro, that was gross. What are you doing? Uh, they get spotted. One of the resistance members tries to shoot and just gets torn up. Uh, also checks out. the flying. Pl- it's a flying platform with a dude piloting it with a minigun. <laughs> Uh, that one crashes. Another one comes. I love the sound they make whenever they descend to the. Yep. So good. Wonder if that's the Star Wars prequel right there. Mm. Um, another one comes out and is after K. So Canada jumps on it and causes it to crash. And it's just fucking spinning in the water. So, so great. I mean, that thing is basically a motorcycle. Yeah. Fucking Canada's um, power kicks in right there. Uh, another drops down. Canada manages to make his way over to the one that's just spinning and get a little bit of a handle on it and starts spraying the tunnel with the minigun on the front of it. And the third one also crashes. Uh, he gets K on the back of the flying platform and takes off. Uh, and they are in the central wiring shaft trying to figure out how to drive this damn thing. But he gets it. I'm going to expand his like overall just awesomeness when it comes to things into like vehicles, not just monkeys. <laughs> I mean that thing is that thing is a motorcycle based um thing. Oh, this is where the pod racer quote come from. I understand now. <laughs> I dude, I just I don't know why it took me this long to think about it. Kinda is straight up fucking a mid-maxed RPG character. <laughs> He's got all the vehicle stats, he put nothing in anything else. <laughs> God damn. I mean, he's like a baby driver, right? Like, fucking, he just can't whip a fucking car, but he can't do anything else. <laughs> yeah. Listen, a certain actor aside, I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. God damn it. Now I'm just mad about the ending of Baby Driver again. <laughs> <laughs> they use the only Queen song no one has ever listened to. Why? I think I think that's the reason. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not a good, even if that is the reason, it's bad. Edgar Wright, I love you, but come on, man. Edgar, yeah. I think you did fine. I understand. You, you've done better. Stoked yeah, for, I don't know uh, if I can argue with that. Also. <laughs> I don't think I can argue against that. <laughs> um, the SWAT team is trying to subdue Tetsuo, so he collapses the hallway <laughs> and breaks into the room with the other kids. They're giant toys again, and he's just like, I've had enough of this, and blasts them. I know we've passed it a couple times, yeah. but like, some of his kills are just fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. Up until this point. I'm pretty sure you touched on them. Hey, Owens, have you ever watched Elven Need? No. No? Okay. It's very similar. Like, um, with God, when he kills people and uh, army people inside the thing, it's like, oh, Elven Need. Even though Elven Need is based on Akira, basically. Yeah, everything's based on Akira. All anime are Akira, Dragon Ball. One Piece. <laughs> One Piece. What? I mean, actually, One Piece is basically Dragon Ball. So Akira and Dragon Ball and... Akira, Dragon Ball, Gundam, and Crayon Shinja. Um, They knock him into a wall and retreat. We see that Kyoko is guiding Kei, uh, kind of speaking through her to tell Kaneda where to go, which, okay, I guess I'll do this now. So in the manga, it is kind of touched on here, and I think it is established in like a very similar sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, Kei is what is a known as a medium oh okay she doesn't actually it's established like she's a medium yeah like she doesn't have powers herself necessarily but she is somehow tapped into wherever these powers come from and can like other people can channel through her basically 
So I understand, like a medium. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm just so you fully understand like what her capabilities are because of where it goes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the Miyako's ultimate plan for Tets for fighting Tetsuo is that Takashi, um, Masaru, and Chiyoko are aligned with Miyako at this point. They are all going to sit in Miyako's temple and channel their powers into K. And K is going to go basically fight Tetsuo. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I wish there was a better fight scene between these two characters. Yeah, same. I mean, they actually do kind of do that in the movie. And honestly, there isn't like that much in, of it in the manga. Like she gets a couple good hits in. It's not like a big Dragon Ball or Matrix fight or anything. But she kind of gets her shit rocked anyway. Yeah. And so so Tetsuo is just stronger than these three kids even put together. Yeah, I mean, Tetsuo is basically the second coming of Akira. Okay. Is there like a reasoning behind that? Do they talk about that? Um, sort of, not really. Like the the I honestly, wonder if it's just because he's older than them, but I don't know. Like his brain is more developed. I don't like I don't know the reasoning. I'm just I was just thinking maybe he's older or something like that. No, because Akira's like, a little kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Akira might have so much more power? But my understanding of the powers is like the, the scientist wasn't wrong necessarily in terms of it like maybe being the next step in evolution. Okay, you know what? Think of it like Elantris almost, right? Where whatever these powers are is kind of like the door where it's just constantly flowing through everyone and everything and like wanting to come out. And some people are more capable vessels, I guess, and oh, capable okay. of harnessing it. That That's the understanding so I got. special about it. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like an energy that's in the world, or like the force Sorry, from what Star was that again? Wars. The um, like their power or whatever. Yeah. Or like Akira's power, whatever he's harnessing. Yeah. So okay. So just to get this straight, <clears throat> Akira is not that power. He can harness that power. So interesting that you say that, because the impression Fuck. you kind of get of Akira from the manga is that he is basically tapped into that power so like fully and hard that he basically is now a manifestation of that power. So he, cause he's so fucking like in tune or like, cause he was one of the numbers, right? Essentially. Yeah. He was 28, I think. Okay. But gotcha. So like they nailed it so well that he kind of just became that power essentially. Yeah. Um, and like I said, he spends basically the entire the entire time he's in the manga, he's just like sitting there looking bored. Like, he's just watching everything that's happening until a certain point. Um, he doesn't really gotcha. exhibit much drive or personality. He really just feels like he is that power manifested. Gotcha. To be fair, that's kind of what the impression I got from the manga or from the movie. Yeah. Okay. He just kind of, just like, he comes out and he's like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, let's talk, about, let's talk about Kay a little bit because... Um, sure. Also, much better character in the manga. Yeah. We're talking about how she's a medium. I literally thought, like I said, I watched this fucking 10 years ago, so I forgot the whole thing about this movie, even though all I remember is I hated it. And as you guys probably guessed, I grow older. I still fucking hate it. Um, but animation's so good. So I thought Kay was a person from the orphanage or something that grew up with these kids and mm-hmm. she somehow left. I thought that's what she was because she, to me, it seemed like she had something with these fucking kids and figure out it's really nothing at the end of the movie. So what's whole deal in the fucking manga? So I, th- 
<laughs> in the manga, Miyako is constantly like, we need her, we need her. Like, because like I said, it's her plan to use her as like, um, the manifestation of all the powers kind of like thing. to, to, as a weapon basically. So they can converge all their powers into her and she can go out and point them in the right direction and they can unleash them at Tetsuo. Okay. Um, so, so basically the, what's called the um, female blue potion, um, Kyoko. Yeah. Kyoko basically realized this is a really good medium. Yes. And that's like a whole thing is in the manga is he's just a good medium. Why is he fighting in resistance is the most, question i'm asking does he actually believe in akira i don't think the resist so the resistance because first of all was it i don't even know what the resistance is fucking doing i don't know if they're fucking for the akira all i know is they work for the sleazy governor or whatever it is <clears throat> in this fucking movie and that's all they're doing well it doesn't really describe what they're all fucking doing so so the thing the movie movie does a little bit the manga definitely makes it more clear is that no one except the people like intimately involved with the project really knows what akira is so i think i got that yeah. i think the resistance is like they're just a general resistance like they they don't like the government right and they mm -hmm. feel like if they can get akira then they can make change they don't know what akira oh. is but they know they need it oh my god okay well th this is a poorly Poorly developed, um, we call it resistance. Okay. I think the only thing that they probably needed in the movie to make that like a hundred percent was, um, they needed like, uh, like a, maybe two minutes of like a fucking buff Ryu and the governor, uh, before everything dropped. Yeah. I, I, I tr especially after reading the manga, I feel like Ryu and Nezu were almost completely unnecessary in this movie. Oh, they're so unnecessary. Um, okay, I, I, all I was wondering if Kai, like, they actually talked about Kai at all in the manga. Oh, so. like I said, Kai uh, gets a lot. Kaneda isn't even in, like, an entire volume, I think. He disappears. He gets, like, blasted <laughs> through time or something. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. So Kyoko guides Kai, and Tetsuo starts to approach them. He recognizes Takashi as the kid from the highway, uh, and they have a mental push fight uh, before the colonel interrupts. And Tetsuo starts to, like, lose it a little bit. Kyoko mentions Akira, and Tetsuo gets pissed off again. Like, yeah, Akira, that's a little fucker. <laughs> Where's Akira? The room collapses. Uh, Kaneda and Kei come in, crash into a tree. A bunch of guards. Do? Yep. <laughs> a bunch of guards rush in. Tetsuo blasts them. And... It's like, oh, sorry, did I get you, Kaneda? Didn't see you there. What a little shit. <laughs> Uh, he does his whole thing of how he doesn't need to be saved anymore. Tetsuo rips the room up and reads Kyoko's mind to find Akira. Uh, and basically teleports out and flies away. And he's like, holy shit, I, I can fly, cool. That was, I enjoyed that a little bit. And I then I think the kids were also like, oh shit, he can fly. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was just kind of like, oh fuck. <laughs> uh, Kei recognizes Kyoko. And the army is after Tetsuo. The colonel, meanwhile, is up on like a helipad and some guy's like, hey, you're under arrest. And this, dude, this moment fucking rules. Oh, it's so good. I love this moment. The colonel's like, I'm under arrest. Really huh? good. Shoot him. <laughs> and dude just shoots him. Yep. I love the guy's like, wait, what? And he gets shot. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I think we had a trade off because I really enjoyed this a lot because I honestly just kind of give hope to like people being kind of people, you know, where like uh, 
because I think if I remember correctly, it was like he, um, the the guy was like, "Yeah, you're under arrest," and then the single guy aimed the gun at him. Yeah, and then they had like a little standoff, and one like the kind of the right hand man shoot at each other, basically. Or no, that that guy shoots the governor. The, or whatever, yeah, the colonel like, tells so. his guy like shoot this guy, so he shoots him, yeah. and then that guy shoots guy the shoots right hand man the shoots guard, the other guy, yeah. and he's like, "All right, enough." He's like, "You can see what they're fucking doing." Like, like let's just like we we have one thing to do right now. Let's fucking do it. Yeah. And then everybody was like, "Yeah, let's let's do it." And more than that, like you you see like a couple of the guys that came with the person to arrest. The colonel are like thinking yeah, about and fighting they all, like, back, fucking turn around. but then all the colonel's guys are like they level their guns, like nah, this coup is happening, and that's kind of what happens in the manga too. Like when push comes to shove, the colonel is in charge. Like people believe in him, people follow him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I-, I said this guy is just like over twenty and charisma. Like goddamn, this guy. I was like, I'll follow you, even just though you're probably, based. Yeah, you're probably the bad <laughs> like, guy. We got some shit we gotta deal with first. I think he's just holding everything together. Or attempt to. Uh, meanwhile, Tetsuo goes to the Harukiya and demands capsules from the bartender. Uh, Yamagata and Kai show up, and the place is wrecked, and Tetsuo is just there laughing. I have a question. Yeah. Why is the scene here? What do you mean? To show you how crazy Tetsuo has gone. Okay, if that's it, I, I can accept that. He, but like, yeah, they, this- didn't, they didn't do a good job of establishing the need for the drugs. This is like the only time they mention it. Okay, because... The only thing that I got was like he was a, like I, I, this is even a stretch is like he was a bit of a dick to the bartender and the bartender bantered back, and then from my perspective he just walked back and then kills the fucking bartender, and then just moves on. Well, the but I mean so he's like I need capsules. The bartender's like oh those are expensive, so the impression I get is like, yeah fuck you I'm not paying I'm just gonna take them. Oh uh, okay because yeah, in my mind. Oh, I didn't know he needed capsules. So, like, I thought he just went back to fuck with the bartender, kill him, and then move on. No, he wanted. Which I was capsules. like, why the fuck is this here? The, okay, I mean, I don't even know. Sense. I don't even know what these capsules are for. I was just like, okay, it's a drug. Like, I, well, based on the manga, we or what yeah, Chris what said, Chris I understand is saying, now. Yeah. So, and, and to to kind of flesh that out a little bit, I don't know if the movie mentions this at all, but basically the way they explain it is that like the power is taking over Tetsuo, and when he mm-hmm. when he takes the drugs, he gets more in control of his powers. It was slightly established, like almost at like the very end before the big bad fight. <laughs> yeah. It was not established whatsoever. I don't know it what was. the fuck you were talking about. The colonel walks up and was like, hey, we have to get you back or whatever and we can, so oh, we can get you back on yeah. the drugs and stuff like that. Yeah, but and we the, didn't even know the fucking capsules are the drugs that he needs. Well, that, not the capsule part, you're right, but like the whole drugs part and then I think that the the guy whoever wrote that was probably like they'll they'll get it right, uh, which also, it was probably the manga artist. So yeah. he's also like I know I, this is my story. Like, I they'll, get it. they'll they'll get it. Yeah, they'll get it. Also, is the drugs causing all these kids to be old, like turn blue and old? Is that the reason why they're like um, that? I don't know. Okay, I was because I think Tetsuo does say that it's like I don't want to end up like your kids. I remember he was saying, like, I don't want to end up fucking blue and short or yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got bad news for you on that front, Tetsuo. We get to um, Kaneda and Kay in prison, and they Kay kind of starts to talk about Akira, and this is where the conversation happens about, like, the manifestation of ener- absolute energy and stuff like that. Uh, and Kay is trying to explain it all and makes the very actually apt metaphor. I appreciate it a lot because it's kind of a lot of nonsense that she's saying, 
but then she's like, oh, it's like an, um, she kind of ties it into the evolution thing of how this yeah. is the next step. And, but it's almost like an infantile step, like an amoeba, like almost like a resetting of the cycle. And amoebas just try to devour everything around them, which is kind of what's happening, what's going to happen if Tetsuo's power gets out of control and what happened with Akira, where they just started to, Suck in the this? energy, basically. What well, was Kyoko? We see was Kyo. It was Kyoko explaining. Oh, all of okay. This. Yeah, yeah. UI, UI. Um, and then she's like, "Oh, the door's unlocked." By the way, and Kaya's like, hmm, so "Okay." Dumb. And they leave. Um, there's some military patrols out looking for Tetsuo, and Kai meets up with Kay and Kaneda. God damn it! Uh, Yamagata, the other gang member, has been killed. Yep. Was that his bike that he crashed into? It was Yamagata's, yeah. Okay. Uh, I did not know about it. They didn't really describe the bikes or whatever it is between these characters. I was so like, Who's, whose bike is that? I'm, I was thinking it was um, Tetsuo's bike. Oh, I mean, they're like, Kaneda, what are you doing? He's like, I'm sending Yamagata his bike. And then he crashes it into a wall, which is fucking great. Love that. Actually. Okay, that makes complete sense. I, I missed that completely. But the fact that Tetsuo even kills his own friend is Kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, happens in the manga, too. I don't think it's the exact same way, but yeah, Yamagata gets killed by Tetsuo. Wow. Okay. And Kaneda obviously does not let it go. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure, like, at the very end of the manga, he's, like, punching Tetsuo. Like, that was for Yamagata! <laughs> uh, what do you think about sending Yamagata his bike, Anthony? I liked it a lot, actually. <laughs> um, For a second, I was... I was so fucking confused because, like, yeah, the Yamagata stuff, um, I really, yeah, I like that a lot just because, uh, well, for a quick second, I was like, what is the fuck is he doing? He's just <laughs> taking a bike into the thing. And then, like, when it exploded, I was like, what are we doing? And then it showed him, and I was like, oh, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. <laughs> I was kind of like, I was so lost at what was going on. I was so with you, Anthony. Wow. <laughs> I just said to Bucky, like, there's literally a line where, like, Kay and Kai, like, what do you do? He's like, I'm sending Yamagata his bike. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the on- the only clear line in the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that yeah, that made a lot of sense. I was probably with Kay on that one. <laughs> and then it kind of made more, a little bit more sense, though. I was like, oh, okay. That, that, it's a nice little gesture. I wonder if they, like, kind of have done that previously, you know? Mm-hmm. If the, well, I don't, then again, I don't know how many members they're losing in gang wars at 15. I don't think so. Why? They're well, not losing members. Kaneda, Tetsuo, Yamagata, and Kai seem to be like the main members, and then there's a few other nameless people. Even in the yeah. manga, it's the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even in the revolution, I think like, of all the things that they could have like tied into certain stuff, I feel like I kept picking up on like, It'd be like a 10-second like status report. Oh, we killed two of the seven people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now we're moving on. And I was like, you guys mentioned that, but like you can't mention that the fucking medications is what's keeping the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> hey, did, did you have any thoughts on the the scene of uh Kaneda and Kay in prison and Kay like explaining Akira and energy and powers and amoebas and stuff? Um I, I do, but not until the end. Okay. Um, that actually kind of made a lot of sense for the most part to me. Yeah, I I, I very much appreciate the amoeba metaphor. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Takashi comes to get Kay. They're just hanging out on the water. <laughs> Kaneda tries to run out there and falls in, and they vanish. Uh, Kyoko tells them about Akira's power, and the coup is happening. Uh, Nezu shoots Ryu. Uh, a helicopter crashes on the street for some reason, 
and Tetsuo pulls yeah. a Sephiroth and walks through the fire. Uh, I guess Tetsuo probably brought it down. Yeah, you know that what? makes sense. It, it may have been shooting at him. Or no, actually, it wouldn't have been shooting at him yet. But it was probably just following him to keep sight. That makes more sense. Because they were all like, wait, don't try to do everything possible before killing him. <laughs> so, like, that that makes sense. It's probably just following him, tracking him. And then he was like, man, get the fuck out of here and just throws it down. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if the guy, like, the helicopter pilot was also a bartender. <laughs> the fuck? Because <laughs> he kills bartenders for no reason for me. Ah. There's reasons, but yeah, it, it made more sense oh in my, my head. Oh, my God. Okay. So, listen. Mm-hmm. Mad respect to Tetsuo, honestly. He's, he's losing his mind. He's going on this superpower <laughs> trip, and he looks over and is like, hold up, let me get a cape real quick. You know what I need? <laughs> I need a motherfucking cape. Did he steal his clothes from his friend? Huh? Was that his friend's pants? I don't think so. I think that was his normal getup. That was not his normal getup. I don't remember him wearing black pants in the beginning of the show. I, Dude, honestly, I, might be white. I, don't I don't know. know. Yeah. I, I I think I remember the guy having black pants. I was like, is that that guy's pants? These are still a dead man's pants. I'm just, I don't know if yeah, that's true. using them anymore. Guy. Facts. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, dude, him getting the cape is like, I never thought about it before, but it's actually so fucking silly. It's so dumb. It really Why was. Did, I, I mean, love he has 15 it, though. Years old. I, I, I was here for it. Yeah, I was here for the cape. In, in the manga, like... He has it, but I think it's because he has a robot arm for much longer, and it's always covered by the cape. God, I hate the fact that he has a robot arm. And I don't even hate the fact that he has a robot arm. It's the fact that he has a robot arm for a scene, and then it's done. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So in the manga, I, I you may have covered this already. Does he have one like the whole fucking thing? He has. So like I said, this movie more or less covers two volumes. Like a third of the manga, and then like picks in some key elements to essentially get to the same end point, mm-hmm. but it does it, it, it. It's mostly the first two volumes. I got you. So they focus heavily on that, which, and then probably one of those key elements that comes in in the other later volumes was the arm thing. Yeah, which again, well, well, that up. that kind of ties into like the ending, which the ending is like a mashup of the ending of volume two and the actual ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of talk about that but that's when he loses his arm it is the you. end of volume 2 I believe I thought I thought this manga wasn't done until after the movie it wasn't but it was the same author oh okay oh so he okay um, I understand yeah but dude dude looks cool as hell with his cape not gonna lie he does look good his honestly cape. his get up like at the end with the fucking robot arm and the cape it's pretty good yeah man yeah it's a it's a good it's a good um get up uh, the tank tries to shoot at him. He just stops the missile. I love the tank guy. He's like, he's just like one kid. He's like, what are we doing here? And then he's like, fuck it, just do it. Yep. Like, finally, like this man gets in the robot. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and then he shoots it and realizes how dip, oh, like how, how, how much in trouble he is. <laughs> yeah, I was so fucking like, I, I really enjoyed the, the fact that like, he's new to these powers. They've established that he's new to the powers, and they follow suit with that. Like, he's not some immediate god. Like, he loses his arm in part of the fight or whatever. Um, sometimes he misses. Like, he gets shot, I think, once mm-hmm. or twice. Like, he's not perfect. He's not, like, a fucking, like, super demon. He's just, like, he's still exploring. And I really enjoyed that they played that into that. I like that aspect a lot. Yeah, and I, I think that carries through, like, the entire manga, too. He's never... He does feel like an invincible god at times, but also like 
he falters and he fucks up and he has his problems and he's still he's still Tetsuo. And that's why that's why people like Kaneda and K can even fucking step to him. Gotcha. Well, I, I just think he's not with the whole thing with Tetsuo and, and uh, Kamada, I just think he's just like um, not giving the guy time of the day. Like he's not like really worried about him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, I don't, I don't think he truly ever gets like a great, like real handle on his powers. He, he, like he does okay with them, but I don't feel like mm-hmm. he's never fully in control. It feels like I agree. Yeah. Even in the manga, I don't think so. Um, he blows up that tank. Meanwhile, Nezu dies and Ryu collapses watching the riot. Apparently also dies because that's the last time we see him. I don't even think he dies in the manga. I truly don't remember. Who's Ryu? Uh, he's like the resistance leader. <laughs> Who's Ryu? Dude, his role in this movie is nothing. Oh, no, no. No, okay. No, this is the stupidest thing ever because... So we get the whole coup scene. We're not even fucking talking about like the whole fucking government shit because it was garbage. Um, I mean, this is the colonel taking charge now, though. He's he's taking yeah, everyone no, down. No, 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 no. I, I understand, Owen. So last time we saw Ryu, I think he got shot in the facility. He got shot by Nezu in his office, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, because we, Ryu shows up at um, the fucking governor's house, wherever it is, and then the coup is happening, and he gets shot by Nez, Nez the governor. The governor is running away with a fucking briefcase. We didn't even fucking discuss this scene, which is how worthless the scene is. Yep. And... And then <laughs> fucking the governor's running, yep. gets a heart attack or something where he just dies because he can't take his fucking pills. And then Ryu dies right beside him. And I'm like, what is this fucking scene? Yep. What is this scene? Totally agree. <laughs> this is why I keep asking, who's Ryu? Because I don't know this fucking guy. I don't understand why he's working with the governor. I understand why the resistance is now. Did the guy, did the governor give these guys information so they can go into the thing? Like, none of this was discussed in the fucking movie. None of it was discussed in the movie. Yeah, the, their roles are extremely weird in the movie. Yeah, it's like one of those things. Can we just take these guys out? We don't even need the resistance people. Well, you need K. Have K and Kamada like meet up and have a hilarious adventure inside this fucking thing. I I don't need these resistance people. I really don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you're wrong, but I do think they need to be there. They just didn't handle it as well as they could have. We didn't even discuss any of the scenes. <laughs> I like, I, yeah, like I, I yeah. like I said, I don't disagree. I understand yeah. why they're there, but yeah. Um, Go on. <laughs> uh, Kauri sees the news broadcast of Tetsuo and is like, hmm, let me just see what's going on here. This seems like a situation I should insert myself into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Kaneda goes to get his bike and confront Tetsuo. Um, we see the Akira rally. And the laser guns also, I think, like, such a, a scene that is fucking burned into my brain is them firing those laser guns at the crowd. It's so good. That was really fucking good. I, I'll give you that one for sure. <laughs> I love that fucking scene a lot, actually. You gonna tell me any scenes I've called that aren't good? Uh, sure. On um, the part where we, you dies? No, I mean, the, the scenes I've called out as good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, yeah, it's so good. And then they shoot at Tetsuo when he like fucking Goku's them away. Yep. Oh, it's so good. Uh Tetsuo's like, all right, I don't have time for this. He just collapses the bridge and starts to approach the Akira bunker. And they're like, hey, you stop. Oh, wait, hold on. That's the guy. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, I, mean, I felt bad for that guy. 
He was like, "Citizen, please return back home." Oh shit, that's him. I'm I'm just surprised that there was no order to kill on site. If anybody's walking towards the stadium, kill them. There's no I'm way anybody should be walking. You know? This this may be just me, but if if someone tells me like kill on site, anyone that walks up, I'm still gonna be like, hey. One more step and you're going to die. Abso-fucking... Did you guys ever hear that story about the time the world almost ended? What? Uh, so, do you know how, like, nu- uh, nukes work? And, like, nuke operators work? No. I'm assuming, like, it oh, has to yes, be in a dramatic setting no. with two keys. <gasps> basically, oh, the submarine thing, right? I don't, know, I, my, I don't remember if it was a submarine or a silo, but basically the way my understanding is how it works is that the operators, they get an alert, they press the fucking button. And that's it. Like that that's their job. They wait mm-hmm. for something to say push the goddamn button and they push the button and the nukes launch. Um and I th- I think it was in Russia. Um they were they meant to do a test of yep, like the, right. the broadcast like the hey push the button, but they accidentally sent like a real one and the guy it got sent to hesitated and was like do I really want to launch a nuke? <laughs> like is this is this what I'm gonna do? <laughs> Holy shit! And then it was like, oh shit, no wait, don't launch the nuke, please. <laughs> like, yeah, nukes almost got launched. The fact that a guy did exactly what you said and Holy hesitated fuck. on a kill on site order is probably why the world hasn't ended. <laughs> Just a random question: How is that comparable to one fucking guy in the middle of the fucking who's headed to the Olympics? Stadium. Oh, I well, no, I just think it's a cool story, but also, <laughs> no. also, it, it, I understand it's a great story. I understand it, it, it relates to story. Anthony. Like, yeah, if I got a kill on site order, and literally anybody, like, if it's just like if someone approaches, kill them, I probably would wouldn't do that either. I don't know. I I just think the military does um, what's called break you down to build you build you back up. So, dude, their entire job is to sit in a fucking tube and press a button when they're told to. And apparently it's like super corrupt too. And like they have to take tests constantly, but they cheat like hardcore. What? Yeah. It, read about like nuke operators. It's fascinating. Oh my God. That's so fucked. Like you can't say they're corrupt and then like not kill me half to death. Like that's so fucked. Uh, well, up. when I'm I say corrupt, well I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't mean like in the way that like they're holding the nukes like as a position of power, but like the way they treat their job is very corrupt. I, I don't know. It, it's been a while since I read about it. I was like, re, I, it was probably like a fucking Reddit thread of like nuke operators or people who had held mm-hmm. that job before. It's really interesting stuff if you can find it. Uh, but Tetsuo gets to Akira's chamber and Kay is there waiting and attacks Tetsuo, which you guys hopefully now understand. If I don't know if it was clear in the movie, truly, that she had the powers of the three kids within her. Um, yeah, it was established that she had the powers, but it wasn't established kind of how, unless I just missed it. Okay. I, I literally <laughs> just thought she got the same thing as Tetsuo, where he's just randomly got powers. I'm like, okay, I guess he randomly got <laughs> I mean, powers. kind of. Yeah, that's ways, the way I yeah. was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But like, out of all the problems I have with this movie, it was one of those things, who the who gives a fuck? Sure. <laughs> I was like, this was probably like twenty minutes to the movie, like twenty minutes to the end of the movie, and I'm like, I'm done. Like, yeah, I, I gave up. Lost <laughs> <Well>, out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kaneda rolls up as the bunker falls into the ground, and the Akira chamber rises up with Tetsuo riding it. Oh, uh, Kay- um, yeah, go ahead. We did forget the glasses meme is in one of these scenes. Glasses meme. The scientist with the glasses. Hmm. No, I'm pretty sure the, the glasses guy, like, the, there's a scientist with glasses. I think he's, like, over there watching the TV, and it, uh, 
Might be that. I, I don't know. But there's like a glasses meme. The guy with the glasses. I think he's like, everything's okay or something like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Nope. Okay. I might be completely wrong, you guys. I'm not a meme god, so I don't know memes. So go on. Go go, go your thing. <laughs> Kay and Tetsuo have a little bit of a battle. Cause some destruction. Uh, the Akira chamber just falls apart. Hey, yeah. Tetsuo comes and opens the Akira ball, and it's a bunch of canisters, which is not how it is in the manga. I honestly don't remember how Akira gets there, but he's just there. To be fair, he's not there yet. Yeah, but it has all, like, Akira's pieces in the canisters. Like, this is his brainstem. <laughs> um, Kaneda shows up with his laser gun and starts to taunt Tetsuo. Well, you forgot about the corner. He says, this is what happens. Yeah. Um, although, I'm going to say... I actually like this. Super fucked up. But I like the fact that Kira, like the scientists did so many tests that they like separated his body into different canisters because they did not know what the fuck to do with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, first of all, scientists, you're bad at your job. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, fictional scientist. Yeah, fictional scientist. But like, I think this is a f- interesting twist. You know what I'm Kira is dead, which is like a twist, but it's like, no, they did so much like. Uh, experiments on him that dead. they had to put him in separate canisters just so just because um, what's it called they fucked him up so bad so hopefully future scientists can unlock the unlock what Ikira has and I'm like that's so interesting and so messed up at the same time mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that I, I thoroughly enjoyed that twist interesting because I'm kind of the opposite I did, I don't love it Really? Um, I, I think it is kind of interesting conceptually of like, oh, we can't handle this now. Let's hope people can handle it later, I guess. But I don't know. Something about like literally turning him into little pieces is a little weird. Yeah. I like the idea. Of I'm going to say those, uh, those canisters, heavy duty, mm-hmm. heavy duty canisters. One so. fell down right, th- right down the hill. And I'm like, I think that's glass, but it's not glass because it's not breaking. They had the technology for the canisters. Just not- <laughs> I understand. They caught up the lead thermos fucking <laughs> company at the time. <laughs> Bro. I was like, yo. <laughs> they got them some Zojarushis. <laughs> yo, we need you. Listen, I know y'all are good with soup. How are y'all good with human remains? <laughs> uh, so Kaida and Tetsuo have a bit of a fight. I think... the, the Oh, yeah, this is also another fucking great scene where Kaida gets, like, blasted up into the sky and shoots the laser gun and just, like, strafes Tetsuo with it as he's getting knocked away. It's so good. Oh, I love that just because it's one of those things that, like, of course, Tetsuo will get hit by this because he was not expecting the fucking kid to hold down the laser button mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and spray the... I'm like, this makes sense. This makes sense. <laughs> not gonna lie. I had a hard one every time the laser gun was shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next scene really disappointed you, I bet, when it ran out of battery. Oh, I was so blue-balled. God damn. You know what else is blue? Mm-hmm. The light from that satellite, soul. There you go, soul. As it, God, as they the shoot a like, fucking satellite soul. at Tetsuo. <laughs> a giant satellite laser is how they've decided to deal with Tetsuo, um, <laughs> which is also how they deal with him in the manga, or they think they're going to deal with him in the manga. <laughs> Something else that apparently, ha- so okay, this is like the point where the second volume basically cuts off. Uh, they shoot the satellite at Tetsuo. This fight more or less happens. I don't think Kei is involved yet, but Kaneda mm-hmm. fights Tetsuo. And when he gets shot with the laser, for whatever reason, every time they fire this satellite, it causes like a huge reaction with Tetsuo and or Akira. 
and it causes another giant fucking explosion, like is what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what leads to like the whole post-apocalypse arc and how Tetsuo loses his arm. Oh, okay. So, th- hmm. so this still basically happens in the manga, <laughs> but then we skip about four volumes. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> and they never realize that, like, <laughs> hey, don't shoot the satellite; it's a bad idea. <laughs> um, also, I think it's I think it's Ryu ends up getting basically the Hammer of Dawn from Gears of War. <laughs> oh, he g- he gets like a little gun that he can point and call the satellite. What would you do if you had a hammer done? Uh, me? Probably nothing. <laughs> that seems like too much destructive power. I'm just saying, uh, there won't be no traffic in front of me anymore. That's all I'm going to say. It might be the... It's either Ryu or the Colonel. They look very similar in the manga. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> just roll out. Imagine the fucking Toyota Camry rolling down the fucking freeway. And like, it just slows to like... It's not even like dead stop. It's like 30... And Sal's like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> the funny part is that you eliminate the traffic, but then you just make a giant crater. <laughs> eh, I have, I, I'll have a Jeep or yeah, something. Yeah, you probably got like a Jeep Cherokee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, Thank you. It, it was the thought, like me processing everything and then imagining yep. it that made me laugh. <laughs> Tetsuo has lost his arm from the satellite blast. Kaneda is lifting a rock to throw at Tetsuo. I love that. That's good. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then another satellite blast comes, but it is shielded. Tetsuo flies up to the satellite and starts to basically wreck its shit. Uh, it starts <laughs> blasting everywhere. Great looking scene. Yes. I love this scene. Oh, the quietness and he like drops kicks it. Mm-hmm. So cool. Such a cool, cool animation. Oh, I love it. It's so good. Uh, and the blasts eventually dissipate as the satellite is destroyed. Tetsuo makes his robot arm. Uh, the kids are planning something, and the pattern is going fucking berserk. We <laughs> we cut over to Kaneda, Kai, and Kay ch- ch- recharging the gun with Kai's bike, and it catches on fire. His bike. And they're like, why don't we use your bike, Kai? He's like, fuck you, your bike's still on fire, by the way. Ha-ha. It's okay. <laughs> And we, I love this. Um, we do see the scene of him, um, what's called laughing mm-hmm. when we cut away, and I just love that. Yeah, laughing at his friend's misfortune. <laughs> kind of so goddamn as stupid. we do, as we do, as we do. Uh, Kauri is at the stadium because, of course, she is. Oh, um, we did forget one of my favorite scenes about this about the fight between Kamada and um, Tokiyasu. Nope, that's Tetsuo. Wrong. Tetsuo. Um, what's called when his uh, battery. F- One's out and fucking he's like, fight me with your bare hands. And I'm like, that's just funny. I like that so much. And Tetsu was just laughing his shit off. Because he's like, why the fuck would I fight you with my bare hands? Yeah. And then I think the soul activates right there. Yeah. And the fact that Kamina doesn't die from the, the soul blast, like I said, I'm already checked out. So it's uh, like, he wasn't eh, in fuck it. it. But it was a big, huge explosion. He was in the orange. second one, but it got shielded. Yeah. Uh, Kauri hears Tetsuo screaming, and the colonel arrives at the stadium. Kauri begins to help Tetsuo. All right, hold on. I think you belittled that a little bit. Yeah. The colonel arrived at the stadium. Listen, I, I know he was walking, but that was a badass fucking strut. 
thing. Oh my god. Dude was like, there's a god and a bunch of lasers attacking, and he's like, I got a fucking Glock, and I just walked through the fucking hole that was created. <laughs> like, I was like, yes, fucking sir, let's go. I, I'm realizing now that manga and anime, not a single character in Akira has any fucking clue what's happening at any given point. <laughs> True! <laughs> They are just like, nah, I got this. <laughs> They're all having like, they all just got their own like idea of what's going on. Yeah. They have no idea what the overarching like, arching fucking plot or goal is. Yeah. Th- of, they, every, of anyone else. They're like, uh, Tetsuo's energy could create another big bag and generate a new universe and end the world. And kind of is like, nah, that's fine. I'm going to go punch him in the head. <laughs> I got one more arm to get rid of. It's so was like, I just got to kill that thing or contain it. The colonel's like, I think like a soldier. <laughs> Actual quote. The scientist is Hot jerking Ellie. off to the pattern. Facts. That man was all about the, oh, the pattern. <laughs> Why does it play that music? Who designed that? I fucking have no idea. Oh, so that's what that means. Uh, is that a cat? Yeah, it was a cat. I was giving her two cents. She's like, fuck cat in a... And now she's sitting on my notes. Perfect. Perfect. Wait, is this... Did the colonel talk to the scientist yet? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I kind of just glossed over that. I I was just wondering. So this is me giving a shit again. So the colonel says, like, why did you betray me? And I'm wondering how the scientist betrayed him. Well, the, well because it, I think he was like, hey, as soon as this starts to, like, get out of control, you need to, like, give the order to have him killed. Like, yep. immediately. And he did And the scientist was like, oh, baby, Akira 2, let's go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did not know that. off to what was going to be the scientific, like, thing of the... Man was trying to get a Nobel Peace Prize, and the colonel was like, no, we got to save the world. Yeah. I, okay, that makes a lot more sense. I literally thought he just did not give the kid the medications, and that's the reason why it got so out no, of hand. No, he, he let but, it get out of control when he should have okay. stopped it. Okay, that makes complete sense then. Um... Kaori helps Tetsuo, and they have, like, their moment. His arm starts to assimilate the chair as it, like, wires out. So goddamn cool. Uh, He starts to lose control of his power, and the colonel shoots Tetsuo. Uh, His gross-ass flesh robot arm shoots out and starts to absorb the colonel. All right. Yes. I'll pause you here for just a second. All right. So, and here's an ad. Please go to My Force Anime Podcast (laughs) at iTunes, and please review us. No. And we are done with our ad. Anthony, go on. Oh. (laughs) All right. This is where the anime starts to lose me for a second. Uh Uh-oh. And then I had a revelation. Okay. Okay. Because I love this shit, honestly. All right. So this is step one. I'll go ahead and mention all of it. So step one was like, all right, so now we just got a flesh fucking robot thing. And then they kind of explained it at the end, which they've been doing the whole time as like, Here's what happens, and then later on it gets explained. Here's what happens, and then yep. later on it gets explained. It's kind of the Akira thing. And they did. They were like, you know, he's like whatever. He's the amoeba kind of ish analogy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this, he's losing control of like his powers, which is just making him do whatever the power wants to do. Yep. And the the energy is it's looking for somewhere to go. It's ballooning out. Yeah, but the only unfortunate part is if they would have given me a little bit beforehand, I this took me out of the fucking movie because I was like. All right, what are we doing here? <laughs> and then I I do still have that overall problem, as you guys know, with Gurren Logan about just like for anime's sake, just go with it. 
And I was starting to get these vibes again. And then I specifically was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to try. <laughs> We're going to give it a whirl. So like, all right, I'm on board. And then they explained it. And I was like, okay, we, we got some, we got, we got some headway. And then I'll let you continue now. But I, okay. I got to mention that because it comes back up later. Okay. Uh, Kaneda lasers him to, and he releases the colonel. We get a brief round two between Kaneda and Tetsuo. Uh, the kids shows the kids show up as Kaneda shoots Tetsuo again, and Tetsuo starts to fucking full blob out. Looks, dude, oh my god, so good. Fucking giant flesh baby Tetsuo is gross and horrifying and disgusting and beautiful. It reminded me honestly of Evangelion at the very end. What? With all of like the dead shit in the ocean when her, him and uh, Asuka. Asuka, yeah, him and Asuka have that moment. Sure. There's like that big dead ass thing in the background. <laughs> that was fucking so gross looking and shit. Yeah. Um, as he becomes his giant flesh baby, he cries out to Kaneda for help, uh, which is very sad. Uh, he starts to absorb Kaori and Kaneda, and I'm pretty sure Kaori dies here. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, she dies. That's the uh, that's what I got out of it. I mean, I do feel sorry for Tetsuo, but he does say like I can feel her like yeah, I can feel her pain. I can feel her die. Yeah. Like oh my god, it's so bad. Actually, Tetsuo so is just bad, yeah. begging Kaneda, like bro, you gotta save me. You gotta save Kaori as he's yeah. absorbing him. Uh, Kaneda blasts out, and Tetsuo starts to absorb the Colonel and the kids. Uh, the Akira tubes burst. And Tetsuo starts to recede as a bright light begins and Akira manifests. Uh, Tetsuo is getting destroyed by the light. Kaneda goes to him and Takashi follows him into the light trying to save Kaneda. Um, the light is ripping through the city. It's obviously like another big explosion. And Kaneda starts to get Tetsuo's memories from his perspective of their time in the gang, some of the childcare stuff. Um, he get he then gets the memories of the kids and Akira. <laughs> oh, um, the the and the kids start to talk about how Akira took Tetsuo away. Uh, the power was too much for Tetsuo. It's too much for Akira. It's too much for all of them. We get some more Tetsuo memories. Uh, Kaneda getting his action figure back. Being like, ah, they always pick on the new kids, but they're fucking whips, actually. They beat me up too, but it's fine. Yeah, that's the, I, I, this is where I had to solidify. Like, the only reason, the only way this makes sense is that the powers are driving him to insanity. Yeah. I mean, it, it's that and a bit of his own complex. And like, none of these people are mentally healthy. Oh, yeah, healthy. sure, sure, sure. Like, that, because I feel like every kind of story has to have that, like, uh, almost like a, the match that creates the flame, that creates the fire yeah. kind of thing. And his match is his complex, complex with like being second and always needing help and shit like that. Yeah. Um, Kaneda wakes up and the scientist is like, oh, is this the birth of a universe? And then it starts to disappear. We get water ripping through the city and eventually the dust settles. K is looking for Kaneda. And he is just hanging out, and a small light falls into his hands. And we learn that all of the kids are gone. Tetsuo is gone. Akira is gone. Kaneda, Kei, and Kai ride back into the city. There's a little bit of a light show. It says, I am Tetsuo. And Kyoko has a thing of like, yeah, we can't handle all this now, but maybe someday. Which, again, is more or less how the manga ends. Like, it is actually, like, them riding back into the city. They 
Kaneda embrace. So the, there's like foreign involvement in the manga as well. And like the, mm-hmm. the once all this shit starts to pop off, the US attacks and starts bombing the city. Like at the end? Yeah. What the fuck? Or towards the end. But then all this shit pops off and everyone kind of backs off when basically another nuke goes off. Jesus Christ. And Kaneda and Kay kind of like take that and be like, because like I said, no one really knows what Akira is. And they're like, hey, fuck off, or we're going to use Akira again, is more or less like the message they're trying to send off. Like they're, they're weaponizing the concept of Akira to get foreign powers to back off and leave them alone. Oh, okay. Um, and who, sorry, Japan was doing that? Yeah, like, Canada okay. specifically. Oh, Canada specifically. Damn, so man was just like, yo, US, by the way. Yeah, kind of like everyone. Like he, he, he adopted the what they're calling like the, the new or the Neo Tokyo or New Tokyo or whatever <coughs> empire. Yeah, Tokyo. And, and just, yeah, weaponizing the concept of Akira to get everyone to back the fuck off. And kind of what happens here is, although it is, isn't really explained, uh, but what happens in the manga is Tetsuo starts to explode and Akira basically counter explodes <laughs> and absorbs all of Tetsuo's power. And then they both mm-hmm. just like blip away into nothingness along with the kids, the, the three kids. That's kind of what I've got out of it. Like, they honestly did a pretty good job, way better than uh, a former anime we watched at explaining what actually is <laughs> happening with these light shows. Um, is that, like, the kids, the kids even said, like, if we if we go save Kamina and get him out, that we we, we won't be strong yeah. enough to get back out. Yeah. It seems like, like, they created, at, at, at least, like, New Jerk, my thing is, like, they created a new universe somewhere else, and they already have the ability to teleport, so it's probably still in the same... I don't know, galaxy or solar system, whatever. But That I don't know. It, to me, it felt more like they just like became one with the energy, like Obi-Wan style. And the energy is still there? Yeah. That may be that may be a good read tube because he kind of collapsed or whatever, like his hands around it. Mm-hmm. And then we don't know where the energy went. So it's also very possible that they literally just collapsed into like that small ball and oh boy's just like holding onto it somehow. Well, I think that disappeared too. Or, yeah, or maybe, like, that just disappeared back into the ether of whatever, um, now that needs to, well, but the thing is, like, they were, he was still, uh, sentient. Uh-huh. He, like, uh, Tetsu was still sentient. Yeah, and they all are. They're all just, like, hanging out there being force ghosts, basically. Yeah, so, I mean, I, and honestly, like, that, that just kind of leaves more questions that don't need to be necessarily yeah. resolved, but it could be, you know, speculative. And something we kind of glossed over, even though it, it, it's shown better in the manga, I think, but. I think it actually is shown pretty well here is that um, the three kids, they like they were friends with Akira. It seemed like it. Like they want to yeah. see him again. They want to be with him. Oh, no, they actually, yeah, no, they had a scene. Yeah. Where they, they were very uh, much at least at minimums acquaintances. Yeah. No, they were friends. And, and they, they kind of extend that to Tetsuo. It's like a, he's like us. Like they they don't actually have the animosity towards him. It's almost more at the at the end anyway. It's almost more that they want to help him. Yeah, that's what I get from the movie. <laughs> There's a great bit in the manga. So <laughs> at the end of like the volume two where that initial blast happened, Kaneda is like, he gets caught in a blast and seemingly gone. But like I said, gets like blasted through time or some shit. And then eventually mm-hmm. he like falls from the sky and comes back. <laughs> and that like when he disappears is kind of the moment that like K is like, oh yeah, K cares about Kaneda. Um, and when, when they get reunited, I think they get reunited beforehand, but they go through all this shit of like fighting Tetsuo and 
all the other bullshit. Um, I think they think Kaneda dies again, and when he gets absorbed, uh, yeah, they they see like they see each other and are like running to embrace, and then it like they embrace and it like Kai got to Kaneda first and is hugging him, and Kai is like, "Not you, asshole!" Wait, who was trying to hug him? Kai, the kid with the tie. Like Kaneda and Kay are running to oh, embrace, I and Kay get or God, Kai gets there really? first. That's actually kind of funny. Yeah, and Kai is like, "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> Bros before hoes, brother. Uh, but yeah, that is Akira. Um, uh. I so it, it's it was actually really interesting talking about Akira to you guys because it's it's so ingrained in me. <laughs> I have one thing to say before we go into the yeah, go ahead. conversation. I missed it, but remember when um, he was doing his whole, or he was getting his headaches and shit, yeah. and like shit was happening in his mind or whatever. <laughs> I wrote, my man's losing his peaks, and I thought you guys would enjoy that. <laughs> but sorry, that's all I had. I, I just had to bring that up because I missed it. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's super interesting to talk about it because, like I said, it's so ingrained in me that like... Mm-hmm. It all just makes sense implicitly in a way that when you guys talk about stuff that doesn't make sense, I, I kind of understand now. Mm. Um, and I, I definitely see like the issues with the movie. Like I said, I still have so much respect for it. Mm-hmm. I, I respect it by the anime, like how the animation is. I think it's great. I think there's a world where I watch this again. I don't think I will anytime soon. Uh-huh. But I think if I were to watch this again and focus solely on like, their cuts and like more focused on the dialogue and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would have more appreciation for it than just story alone because, like, listen, I'm just gonna say it. It's it's. I think you got some issues when Sal pokes holes through your story. <laughs> but Sal always pokes holes, though. <laughs> I'm a poker. Yeah, well, the issue arises when you actually have a point, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then um. Yeah, I, I just yeah. Yeah, I, I I do think the movie is more spectacle than anything else. Honestly, that that could be very like based on what you've said. It seemed like it was an ode to just have this visualized. Yeah, I mean, and whether or not that was what's intended or what was intended, and you know, granted, it came out in 1988, but watching it now, the <laughs> I, I can see watching it for the first time in 2021 and being like. What the fuck is this story? What are we doing? <laughs> yep. But for, from a spectacle standpoint, I will fucking fight to the death about how much it holds up. But yeah, well, what it being your first time, <sighs> and I don't think we fully have clear thoughts from you. What? what why don't you? Why don't you take us through your? You walk through the overall your your opinions and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> how you feeling right, so about Akira? I mentioned earlier about like the. The just watching anime, like the kind of Gurren Logan thing that we debated about a few uh, episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that initially when they did the amoeba shit, and I was like, okay, we're just fucking, we're just, we're doing it again. And I was like, actually, you know what? They explained it. It's fine. And then they're like, oh, okay, now we're creating a new universe. <laughs> and I was like, why do we have to keep doing Well, it's the potential to create a new universe. I don't think they ever did. It was a theoretical the word universe was made and then I saw like people getting absorbed with other people and like it was very black holy and shit. And I was like, here we fucking go again. And then I took a step back metaphorically, obviously. <laughs> and I was like, all right, you know what? Let's just hop on for the ride. 
And I think I was actually able to do it with Akira. Okay. Did, did you approach it at all as like a historical piece? Knowing that it very much is? No. Oh, okay. Because I didn't know any shit about, oh, I've um, talked about Japan's history. I've definitely with, talked. Like, well, well, I, sorry. I don't, I don't mean like that. Well, but I mean like, like the way you would go watch Citizen Kane. Knowing that it's like. Oh, actually I didn't. No, I didn't even think about it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, I will admit severely, like when I think we've slightly talked about like Citizen Kane stuff like that. The reason I watched that was because Dan Harmon mentioned it. Yeah. And it being like this fucking crazy ass good thing. And I definitely st- stepped back and watched it as that. And you know what? That could probably change so much perspective on this. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing it um, as just like the it, influence. It might, cause, yeah, because Citizen Kane honestly is not like fucking phenomenally done as a story. No, but, but like it changed cinematography basically. But if you watch, yeah, if you watch another movie from that exact era and then watch this to Kane, you're like, holy fucking shit. <laughs> like, so I bet if I watched another like 1980s anime, if there even is one that's worthy of watching. Castle of Cagliostro, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then compare it to this. I, I wonder if I'll get that same feeling because uh, it seems like definitely that your your opening gave it like a whole like. You know, oh, 1991. This is why all this shit got brought into the Western world, right? Yeah. Was because of Akira. And do you like, think you understand that? Um, not completely. Again, go go in the lens of like 1991. Yeah, I mean, pop, maybe because I just like this is the earliest thing that we've watched, right? Yes, by far. And then Perfect Blue is like 96 ish. Yeah, I think so. And uh, that was seemed more story than anything else. Yeah, I don't. Know, I feel like Perfect Blue. That I. I don't. Know, I. I can't compare. That. I still like Perfect Blue. Well, I mean, it could potentially be argued that we only got Perfect Blue because of Akira. Because of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, not yeah, not I mean, Japan, but like in the West. Sure. Yeah, maybe I don't because the there was a lot of issues I had with it. Like honestly, Sal hit so many of those issues for me, or mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Is like there were so many story plot holes, and like I was really kind of surprised to know that like people in the West were like, "Fuck it, we don't need a story. We just want this shit." And I say shit. I, I probably shouldn't have said that. We we like this stuff. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think it is especially doing it this way. I think it's a slightly different experience because we're looking for stuff, right? That's true. Um. Well, honestly, I the last notes I really had were like before the fight. Sure. And um, because so I, I'm very much watching entertain like especially these first things, I'm very much watching for entertainment. And I think Akira may have been hyped up for me a little bit. Interesting. Um, like having expectations, but I overall still I, I want to mention this is I, I think just I don't know out of a ten scale, I'd give it like a eight out of ten still. Really? I think wow. so. Um, I think I give it an A tier for me. Really. Yeah, I mean, it's not too hard to get on eight. I really like things as long as they're cohesive. And I, I was able to forgive um, Akira on a lot of things, logically speaking, story-wise, because I think they did a really good job scaling up the, um, I don't know, whatever that like crazy shit is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we start with, you know, a gang. Yep. <laughs> and we like work our way up to like fucking creating universes that destroy other universes so we can live. And up until that exact point right there, I was so on board with the scaling, like I said, with those only two hiccups of, like, the amoeba shit and then the universe creating. <laughs> but the other, the rest of the scaling, like, I found myself just like, yeah, this makes, like, most sense. 
the whole time. I was like, I didn't come out of the story at all to like question why are we doing this, you know, until those so um until those two moments. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I still like this a lot, actually. It's funny because I think you pretty much mirror my feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, more or less, where like, I have so many hangups. I have so many like um, qualifications. But at the end of the day, I, I fucking like Akira. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, 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 I think kind of tying back into why I think it was so successful, it, for what it lacks in like story, I think it absolutely crushes like atmosphere and tone and all of that stuff. Um, all, all the things we typically kind of take for granted in a lot of movies and stuff and TV shows and whatever, I think Akira puts on the forefront and fucking nails all of them. Um, I've been thinking about Blade Runner a lot recently <laughs> because of Akira, <laughs> uh, where it, I kind of get the same vibes of just like, you see a fucking smoky alleyway and it's like, mm, yep, Blade Runner, here I am, you're in it. And I think Akira has those same vibes to a lot of its environments, to a lot of its like visual storytelling. You guys are totally right in all the like <laughs> story shortcomings. <laughs> I truly didn't realize a lot of it. Some of it I picked mm-hmm. up on watching it, some more I got from talking to you. Uh, yeah, it's got problems. I do think the manga is better. Yeah, I'm going to give mad props to Sal for calling a lot of those out because I was like, you know what? Yeah. Right. There, I, I still don't disagree. With, I still don't agree with that first one, but <laughs> I, I think I, on, I think I'm dropping it in eight year as well. Are we doing rankings? Or are we just talking? Yeah, about no. It? Go final ahead, thoughts. Give your overall impression and then end it with a ranking. Okay, I completely agree with Owens on the fact that how um, how it changes anime forever. Like, I understand it's a lit pin and all this, and um, what Kira does, like with. Animation's beautiful. Like, the tone is so good. But goddamn, the story's not good. And I cannot get past the story. I really can't. I don't like how it ends. I just think it's like, whoop the fucking do We blew up. Okay. And that's all. So, and I'm a big stickler for endings. Like, I can understand, like, a crappy ending. But I uh, I cannot understand, like, a crappy ending with when they're trying to explain how it ends, basically. You're like, what? Oh, Okay. Um, I've watched a bunch of anime, so I understand like cliffhanger endings. This is not a cliffhanger ending. This is a true ending, and it doesn't really end anything. So I'm just not a fan of this. Like I said, animation's fucking beautiful. The tone is good, but um, as in ranking wise, it is not a good ranking for me. And so we are going to. Brad, I'm gonna go piss no, if dude, you want to give dude, me a ranking. We are already running long. Just give us the position. Hey, hey this is all you guys. This is not me. Well, okay? hey, I didn't hey, try hey, to win it. Let's do long. a compromise. Instead of doing your whole listing and then doing your listing again and adding it, just go ahead and add it in your listing. Okay, I, I do that for you this one time, Anthony. Okay, so number one, we got Cowboy Bebop. And number two, we got Mob Psycho. Number three, we got Going Logan. Number four is the Devil's Apartable. Number five is Death Parade. Number six is Yori and Ice. Number seven is Steins Gate. Number eight is Perfect Blue. <laughs> Number nine is Fully Cooly. Number 10 is um, Pet. Number 11 is Evangelion. Number 12 is Akira. And number 13 is ha- uh, Hayoka. Okay, well, again, you're just objectively wrong. <laughs> Dude, <Right>. I can't <laughs> wait to pick an anime that gets under Hayoka. <laughs> yeah. I want to make the, the that reason- my goal. 
The the reason is is that like I said at the very beginning, I got bored. I literally got bored throughout watching this movie. And to me, a movie like if it makes me yawn one time, I'm like, okay, that's fine. It made me yawn so many times. I was getting so tired watching this movie. And I was just like, I'm bored. And I couldn't be on my phone because I had to read subtitles. So this is, I guess, is good. But like, I don't know. That's why it's got such a low ranking. All right. Any final closing thoughts on a My Akira? disappointment is immeasurable. My days were ruined. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. The only reason I haven't fallen asleep during any of his picks is because I have to write constant notes. That's true. Honestly, you know, your mob psycho destroying <laughs> was fucking probably worth all of this. Any uh, final thoughts on Akira? I don't think so. I think I tied everything up that I uh, that I want to talk about. Uh, to anyone... I really want the bike. Yeah, give me that bike. I also like his driving gloves. I like the fact he um, has driving gloves. Oh, I got one. F- I have one thought. I thought this would be more motorcycle oriented. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. You less less universe stuff. Welcome to, to anime, motherfucker. <laughs> Can we just get a reboot of the Warriors? Can we just do that? Never seen with the motorcycles. Just animated. Yeah. Um. If you're interested in reading the manga, anyone out there, highly recommend. It's very quick. It sounds good. It does sound good. Like I said, I read four volumes in a day. Not even like a full day, like half a day. It's it's not a long read. Each volume is only like three to four hundred pages, and there's only six volumes. It's quick. So do that if you if you're interested. Uh oh, the art in the manga is also fucking incredible. Like, oh my god, it's so good. When was the when was the manga? Uh, eighty two to ninety. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. eight years, but eighty two—that's so long. Eight years, fuck. It's that's crazy though. Yeah. How how much do you know? How many typicals is like a volume, something like that? Like I don't know. No, you don't know. Okay. No. So, uh, any final thoughts on Akira, Mikey? No. I have nothing else. I love the motorcycle. Love the animation. Uh, all right, it. then. What are we doing next? Okay, so <laughs> it's my turn for anime pick. I don't know if I want to give Anthony a decision or I don't know if I want to pick is the question. Huh? Well, you're cutting oh. in some Valorant time, so make your decision. I'm very nervous. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm just going to make Anthony pick oh, one. Okay, Anthony, you got to pick Magical Girl, oh. Vivose Isekai, or Battle. What the fuck is battle? Just like, you know, fighting um, anime. I would right. say bat, like fighting shonen, but it's not that. I already made my decision. It's magical go, isn't it? <laughs> it's magical go. Are we finally okay. doing it? We are, we are doing it. We are watching Madoka Magica. We are watching yeah. all 12 episodes and the movie. The um, What's it called? The movie that comes after all those episodes. Uh, we'll talk about that. It's canon, so we have to watch it. We'll talk about that. <laughs> We're, it's canon Owens we are watching aren't it aren't there it's three movies episodes. the two movies are the ones um, what's called that talks about the first uh, six episodes and the last six episodes and the third movie is a continuation of the, of the episode so we're doing the the series and then movie three yeah okay it's not that hard Owens okay well dude I don't fucking know okay gotcha gotcha oh boy oh I honestly very curious because I have some thoughts on this show <laughs> Have you seen it? Yep. I have some feelings on Madoka. When I first yeah. like searched for like animes to watch, like the very beginning when we were doing the first like Cowboy Bebop and shit, um, 
Madoka was always on like the short list, and then I completely forgot about it until like you guys mentioned it like a few episodes ago behind the scenes. I will just say it has a pretty, regardless of whatever else my opinion on Madoka might be, it has a really amazing moment <laughs> in like the first batch of episodes, I think. Also, when Sal and another mutual friend of ours came over to play Magic one time, I didn't have a mat at the time. And they gave me a mat to play on, and it was Madoka. Uh, oh, it is Madoka. Was it was it Madoka? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't remember. Oh, cool. Madoka was on it. Yeah, Madoka was on it, mm. and and that's that's me not even knowing about the anime. I was just like, oh, there's a cute anime girl. I guess a play hall. Uh-oh. I guess a buy hall. But she's cute. They all look like they're twelve years old because they are. I guess twelve years old can't be cute. No, <laughs> no. Okay. Children are a bane on this planet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, and that's how we end the podcast. Uh, no, it's not. Because hold on, where's Madoka available? It's on Netflix as of right now. I think so. I was hoping. I don't know if Netflix took it out or not. Is the question? I should look it up. Yeah, you should look. Fucking hell! This is me not doing stuff. Hi. Uh, looks like Netflix and HBO. Okay. Okay, so it's available on Netflix and HBO at the time of this recording which we understand does not match up with the time of you listening. Sorry. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so first four episodes of Madoka, it's 12, right? Yeah, I think it's 12. So we'll do 444, makes it easy. And the movie. Um, 444 movie, yep. 444 movie three. Uh, any closing thoughts on anything? Oh, yeah. Before uh, we sign I have off. a closing thought. So everybody, please read us on iTunes, My Fool's Anime Podcast. I have to say this because the Owens won't say it Except in the end. So please read us. That's all. That's my closing thought. Anthony, closing thought. I have changed my mind and I'm not requiring a closing thought. Um, I just want to thank everyone again for listening to us. I do appreciate it. That's really all I got. All right. Listen after the music if you want to know how to get at us in any way. Otherwise, we'll see you next time on my first anime. Hey, thanks as always for listening. We decided to smash through fate and forge our own futures by launching a Patreon. You can check that out over on patreon.com slash myfirstanime, where hopefully by this point we figured out some cool shit to do. Or if you would just like to leave us a review and uh, rating on wherever you get your podcast, that helps as well. And also, I am winging this, you know, also has wings, twiddle. So at us at myfirstanime and... Other shenanigans. Talk about how awesome I am. That Salvador, awesome monkey. Just really just leave comments about me is what I'm asking for. I'm also plugging, I guess, my stream on twitch.tv slash stmonkey with a zero. And if you want to email us, uh, our email address is myfirstanimepodcast at gmail.com. And you can check out pictures of my cat on Instagram and Twitter under the handle of Sir Paper Plate. See you next time on My First First Anime. Anime. (laughs) Did it in one. Perfect.